shit. We are live. The legend. That's right. The legend from the nether realm. That's right. The legend from Outworld is here. <laughs> the Mortal Kombat gaming legend, Mr. Joshua Gray. How you doing, brother? I'm doing fantastic, Fat Samurai Guy. Thanks for having me. We had a lot of fun on Nerd Wars. I humbly yeah. respect you, and I look forward to sharing and talking about uh, these two films, my friend. Congratulations on growing your channel. I've been watching it. It's a lot of fun. Oh, well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And your channel is growing as well, man. So, you know, we got we to show the love back and forth. You know what I'm saying? That's, That's right. right. That's and, how uh, the community grows, right? Got to look out for and each I, other. I, you notice I haven't been back on Nerd Wars since because I'm scared I'm going to get my butt kicked again <laughs> by the legend. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, do you know how to switch over to comments? Can you see the, the chat's comments? Yeah, I can see chat right now. All I right, see Omni cool. Blast, Brad Movies. I see Sexy Sumo. Oh, shit. Getting me excited? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Acno in the house. Acno Goji. That's right. Gilbert Burger. That's right. Movie Dojo Army has arrived. That's right. And see here. It looks like so far, chat has been, uh, looks like they're pretty positive on both films. There we go. What's going on, Gilbert? All right. Got 15 people here. So, uh, a little bit earlier, you were mentioned before we uh, got started. You were mentioning me about uh, doing yoga. Yes. So, so, for a guy as big as me, my big ass, <laughs> do you recommend yoga or DDP yoga? Why not both? I have a story about <laughs> DDP. You want to hear a story about DDP? <laughs> so I'm in LA, right? Driving down the highway with uh, three other guys. Yeah. Minding our own business. Okay. And the driver keeps looking behind us, looking behind us, looking behind us. His name is Jeff. Yeah. And he goes, guys, I think Diamond Dallas Page is behind us. And we all turn around and there's a black Mercedes SUV cruising right behind us. And we all at the same time decide to do this. Oh. And he does it back to us while we're on the highway. And we're like, oh, yeah, DDP. <laughs> yeah, so dope to Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, that's awesome, <laughs> Representing man. going 65 miles an hour. Um, oh. Listen, when it, comes, when it comes to yoga, okay. so I've grown up doing all sorts of martial arts, Taekwondo, right. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, um, football, baseball, basketball. I've done it all. Yoga's the place to be. Okay. Yoga's place to be um, because it's inward strength and it's flexing so many muscles and stabilizing muscles. Okay. Uh, if you can do it in a hot room, great because you can be more uh, flexible. All but right. When it comes to my recovery time after lifting weights, running, etc., it's so much faster. I feel less tired. I actually really? feel now if I don't do yoga, I get irritable. That's how much of a change it's made. So I highly recommend it. I highly oh. recommend it. All right. So you hear yeah. that chat? I'm going to be starting some yoga soon. And uh, if you don't see me in a while, you know what happened. All right. I've seen gentlemen bigger than you in the classes. And they oh, get all okay. the benefits right. from it. So You're as seeing long on as... the next stream with Josh. Yeah. I got an arm, I got a arm in my, a sling <laughs> over here. Anyway, movies. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm glad you are here uh, for the Is It Really That Bad challenge today. And uh I wanted to pick two of these. One, one I've seen years ago when they, mm. you know, and then, and I and I enjoyed it. And the other one, I completely bashed, dogged it until I finally gave it a shot today. Oh snap! This is fresh, right? <laughs> so uh, we got enough people here. We can get it rocking and rolling here. Sure. So, yeah. First up, oh hold on, let me get the banners up here so that way chat knows. Yeah, shout out to chat. People are coming in late. 
they know what we're talking about here. So booyakasha, boom. All right. So we're going to start with Pandorum. Now, I remember horrible posters. I remember just a poster, and I was like, what the hell is that? Like, you couldn't, it didn't really tell the, the audience mm -hmm. what that is. <laughs> and I just was like... Yeah, it looked I like the, the sequel to The Cell, maybe. You had no real clue what it was, except it's a thriller, afraid, maybe something about space. But yeah. that's it. But it had no marketing campaign because it didn't have a marketing budget. Yeah. They blew the whole budget on the film itself, which is why yeah. I struggled with the marketing campaign. Yeah. And... I don't it remember came out just after. Do you remember a trailer coming out? I don't even no, remember. No, I don't even. I don't like when it said Ben Foster and Dennis Quaid. I was like, if you put me in a room and told me, "Hey, for five million dollars, tell us the name of the movie that those two actors starred together," I'd be like, <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. But you know, it's funny in Hollywood. I wor I've worked in Hollywood for over a decade um, on the fringes, you know, in the gaming world. But you get to see and talk to a lot of different people that work in the scene. Right. And when one studio approves a script, it starts to cause a chain reaction amongst other studios going, okay, if they green greenlit that, maybe successful. What other scripts do we have that's similar? So you have Event Horizon, which came out in yeah. 2007, which still haunts me. That movie yeah. is crazy in a yeah. good way. Yes. Um, probably I think that's scary, one of Anderson's films. best film. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the same creative people, including uh, Paul W.S. Anderson, produced pandorum as well um so one super right. successful as part of our cultural nightmares the other nobody's seen <laughs> and that's kind of the history of this film you know so even that i found fascinating doing research yeah. about it and some people uh consider uh pandorum to kind of be a, a not a not a not a real sequel but what do you call spiritual. that a, uh, spiritual yeah. sequel to a Horizon, spiritual sequel which is kind it of even fun. lines up with the timeline because the timeline yeah. is they're trying to figure out interstellar space in event horizon and right. then about a hundred or something years later is when the Elysium is built for them to go out into space to go to the to Tannis, I believe is the planet mm -hmm. name. Tannis, yeah. 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 So chat, who uh, just remind you guys in the chat here, we are going to talk about spoilers. We're getting into spoilers. Every Is it really that bad is spoilers. So just mm -hmm. give you guys a heads up. So you're uh, but warned. It, yes. But if you are not uh, familiar with the plot of Pandorum, I'll just read the basic one and then I'll have Josh take over if needed. Uh, but the basic plot is you got two crew members of a spaceship wake up from hypersleep to destroy that all their, uh, excuse me, to destroy, to discover that all their colleagues are missing. Despite this, it appears that they are not alone. <laughs> That's the basic plot, but there's a lot more to that. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. IM, IMDB plots are like horrible, but I just wanted <laughs> to get that out there for, for, for chat. Well, uh, it's, a, it's a work of art when you have to succinctly detail what to expect from the film but not give anything away. You that's know? true. That's true. That's true. But, yeah, I, I really don't remember any trailers. No, I don't remember either. any TV spots. I don't remember any of that. And then I came across it, I think, um, to rent. And that's when I was like, oh, what is this? Eh. <laughs> yeah, I'm bored. I'm not doing anything. Let me go check it out. So I rented it, and I was like, where the hell did this movie come from? <laughs> like, I was so perplexed and just like, how come I never heard of this movie? How come no one's talking about this movie? Am I lost? Like, I was lost. <laughs> well, that's how it's then generated gonna... a bit of a cult following is because <clears throat> yeah. of that. But that's what happens yeah. when you don't have a marketing budget and it also yeah. gets lost in a bit of the noise. Yeah. Ben Foster is a very 
intense actor in a good way. Like when he's yes. on camera, I'm expecting him to really give it his all. 310 yes. to Yuma, that performance, whenever I hear the word posse, I think about Ben Foster. Yes. So that to me clued me in like, okay, this guy does good work. Plus, they got Dennis Quaid, so they had to get some other star to get the financing for the film. Right. If both of these actors believe in the script, there has to be something there that would make them yeah. say yes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, I for for a long time now, I've been telling I've been telling people that Ben Foster is like one of the most underrated actors <laughs> in Hollywood. No matter what movie he's in, even if it's a small role, he steals the role. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like in Three Ten to Yuma, and also yeah. in uh, you know. What is it? Uh, Hell on High Water, with uh, it's Hell on, Hell on High Water, right? On with uh, Chris Pine and yes. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, come on, he was Kitty. great what in that. You're stealing the show here. Yeah. Um, oh, who's that? This is my Kitty Selena. She's named oh, after yes. Selena Kyle, Catwoman. <laughs> nice. She's. Uh, <laughs> hey, Selena, can hang out. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, just kind of briefly, kind of go over the movie's plot points, Josh, if you don't mind. Sure. So, I mean, if you can imagine being woken up from cryospace, I mean, if you ever had surgery, it's kind of that feeling of like, oh, where am I? What happened? How long has it been? And no instruct, no written instructions of no. what to do next because they're supposed to be there. So they have a tattoo on their arm that signifies their flight crew. And the yeah. flight crew is supposed to rotate every two years during this 123-year journey, right? Right. So you're supposed to be relieved by your flight crew member, and the <coughs> tattoo is supposed to say four because their tattoo said five. So the tattoos are key with this. Not right. the case. He, ben Foster wakes up, doesn't know what the heck is happening. There's power Ooh. surges going through the ship. So your worst nightmare is coming true if you've ever played a video game like Dead Space. Back, yeah. <laughs> back on our Dude, third. that first game. I'm only playing beat the first game, and it, it, it freaked me out, man. It's still the best one, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Cool. Two... Two has some moments that haunt me. Two is like, one and two are like Event Horizon to me in terms of haunting. Three turned into too much of an action game. Oh. But there's the scenario. And the other person that wakes up, that's finally able to wake up, is Dennis Quaid's character, who's older and with a beard. So you think, yeah. okay, he must be the one in charge, right? Right. And then you got two guys trying to figure out what's going on. But they know what the mission is. They just yeah. have amnesia about what kind of was their life beforehand there's glimpses and parts and pieces and the amnesia really plays into the whole plot of the story for for right. all the characters that and are they up, at least. slow slowly remembering things throughout the movie mm -hmm. as the movie progresses you know they start remembering things which was interesting now the now this actor here i mean it's okay if we jump around we can have fun oh, absolutely, yeah. this actor here that's behind um dennis quaid yeah, the guy who's the who, who was, who's basically the younger Dennis Quaid. Yeah, basically. So, I mean, this goes into the title, right? Pandorum, which is yeah. uh, uh, space madness, essentially. Right. I mean, we all kind of mm -hmm. learned about that on Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's what this this character represents. And now, the thing about it is, you have Dennis Quaid, who, funny enough, he's like, okay, Ben Foster's character, uh, you go out there and figure it out. I'm gonna sit here. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'll be your man yeah. in the chair. Yeah. But he's keeping the system on. And what I did really like about the movie and the production design was how much they use kinetic energy to power stuff. Because that was that was like, oh, great, cool. But if we yeah. have that, why can't we have written instruction manuals? <laughs> like just writing. Because I was in the military, right? I was in the Air Force. You have stuff oh. that's printed. 
Like even in in the pilot seat, you have a printed manual just right. in case everything right. digital shuts down. So right. not having that, I was kind of like, ah, okay, well, it serves the story. Um, right. But when when that character <laughs> showed up that you mentioned, Gallo, he yeah. was so clean shaven. I thought, I don't think this dude's real, man. <laughs> Who crawls yeah. through ventilation that far with with such a clean shaven face? Yeah. But the the actor, um, not that he was bad in this, but I have not seen him be in like an impre- an impressive role. Like, wow, that guy, and like all the movies I've seen him in. <laughs> what what else have you seen him in? Because he's so he's so chiseled. He's in a know? movie called Priest. Priest with, uh, with another. Uh, is it really that bad episode? And he was he wasn't the star. He was like the sheriff in the town. But okay. it starred Paul, starred Paul Bettany. He's Bettany, like a vampire. yeah. I remember Paul Bettany being interviewed on Jay Leno or something. They were talking about how he had to be in the gym for two hours to get that type of ripped body yeah, I, every day. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, luck, luckily for this movie, his acting's fine. Like, he's serviceable. Mm-hmm. But well, I just he, wanted to point that out. I don't know if you've seen this guy in other movies. And no. like, you know what? That guy, fuck, you know, I know he was in Twilight, <laughs> but this movie, you know, is like, eh. I haven't you, seen him in like in, in any movie. I have not seen the Twilight movies, but I'm just using that as an example. Mm. Um, well, you know, for somebody that's cast like that, I'm just curious. He just fell out of place, mm-hmm. and there's some sometimes an actor has there's nothing they can do. It's just the essence of who they are, and it doesn't fit with the rest of the crew, yeah. or they just he just looked too clean cut. But that's but that was a choice because yeah. he was part of his psyche, right? So, right. so and it worked, I guess. It worked. It, it it worked in the creative choice, but I think yeah. also you just didn't get a good vibe from him right when he showed up, right? Yeah. So no. there's really no type of arc for his character to go through other than the downward spiral of madness. Yeah, yeah. But he was just every it's like he was whining in this movie and he was whining in priest. <laughs> like stop fucking whining, man! You gotta tell your I agent. Guess... Can I get a script where I'm not whining? <laughs> <laughs> but you, hey, but if it pays the bills, you know, it pays the bills. If you're typecast, you just gotta you gotta go where the money is. Sometimes, man, that's how it goes. But what was your first reaction when you saw that hand come out of the ventilation shaft and stuff? Well, the way well, I didn't, I, I did not expect. Uh, what the end result was going to be at all. I just thought mm-hmm. he was just another crew member, you know, that was lost or whatever. Because the way, cause the way Dennis Quaid was posting up, like, he's about to fuck him up. So I was just like, what, what's going on? Like, who is that guy? What's going on? And, you know, did he did he end up getting out of his, uh, you know, stasis uh, chamber of sleep? Like, what's going on? So I, I did not think at all uh, what the reveal was going to be, that he was basically just Dennis Quaid's psyche. The Pandorum's kicking in, basically. Yeah, just so the, I did two, not see the two questions I had when he showed up is why is he so clean cut, like so clean shaven, and where is close? <laughs> oh, right, right. It's close. I just saw nothing but slime. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you're right though. Yeah, it's it's a good point. Yeah, it it's is. definitely a good point. So the Elysium was basically uh, the closest thing they had to uh, kind of like the Noah's Ark. You know, they had like every. You know, it was like it was like the last stand, basically, right? Mm-hmm. They had a, they had a little bit of everything on there because they're trying to go. What was it Tannis? Tannis, right? Yeah, they had discovered. They're trying to go planet. to Tannis. 
and start it and start anew. Um, but yeah, we can go jump right into spoilers. So uh, if you want to go into why uh, Mr. Young Dennis Quaid went nuts after he found out and got, the, I mean, we all know it's Pandorum started it. Yeah. But what kind of triggered it was them finding out they're still on the mission, but then they found out that Earth is gone. There is no more humanity there. The only ones left. And that kind of triggered him, and then he lost it. I don't know if you want to take it from there. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's your shift. You're on the bridge. You get yeah. a transmission. Hey, you're it. You're the last yeah. of humanity. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, God this and God that. And like, you guys are still talking about God? <laughs> what did he do for Earth? <laughs> Jeez, give it up. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't coming, right? <laughs> Anyways, you got sixty thousand people on this ship, yeah. I think. Um, and yeah. then they also drop that there's cloning stuff on there. So yeah, it's an arc. It's it's an entire arc that they're shipping out, and it really didn't give you how long they had been out. At least I don't remember until they right. got the message from Earth, like it was the second rotation or third rotation or whatever, but. Shoot, man! I mean, there's no going back. <laughs> you can only go forward. No. That's, Damn! That's kinda, but they don't. But they don't elaborate. To... They don't elaborate right. how it got destroyed. You know, they mention no. like thermonuclear. They're like, no, it's just it's gone. The planet is gone. Like Alderaan yeah. gone. Like a Death Star Alderaan. showed up and blew it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But yeah, it's like after that he snapped, and then he just kind of started fucking with everybody who was still in stasis. Yeah, and you know, he let a few out, and then he, they they all started. They all became cannibals, right? And then he then he went to sleep, right? Well, yeah, he, and, he kind of set up the society, right? Right. Where, where Earth's gone, humanity screwed it up. So let's start new. These enzymes yeah. that are in your body because they have to adapt to the new planet. Uh, you're gonna evolve. So let's right. create something better. I'm going to go to sleep, <laughs> come back, <laughs> yeah. and uh, see what's happened over 900 years. Yeah, crazy. That's what it's revealed at the end, and I really appreciated that throughout the entire story. It's like, how long has it been? How long has it been? How long, how yeah. long has it been? Yeah. I thought it said 928 million at first. I was like, what the fuck? But it was 928 <laughs> mission years is what it said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, nuts, you man. know. Yeah, it's it was, it was definitely fun. But I, I, another thing that I liked was uh, the people that have uh, have evolved into these, uh, you know, humanoid, not even human anymore, just the like humanoid creature type creatures. Um, I love their look. I love the practical makeup. I love their the little armor they had, the weapons running around. I really really liked their look. Um, it was nice to see something real. And not CGI through the whole movie. <laughs> it's nice to have something real in the movie. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, we had some badass, intense shit, man. Because you know Ben Foster, he he ends up well, you know, try, he's trying to restart the reactor so he can get the ship going, and then he yeah. runs into uh, he runs into several people. We got we got crazy, insane guy here on the left, <laughs> Leland the cook. But, we, but uh, Samurai, we have to mention like the first guy he runs into is Norman Reedus. I know, yes, yes. I would yes, run yes. with any time because he knows how to get out of zombie situations. Uh, Be like, dude, where's your crossbow? What's What are we doing? What's the plan? 
That's why he got fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but what was funny about at least the time frame of the production is they made this film about two years before Walking Dead really started yeah. to blow up. Yeah. So when you see Norman Reedus, you're like, oh, you know, it, it's it's yeah. it tells it's, its time, but it's it's kind of cool to see that, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's Daryl. Oh, Daryl's dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he go, yeah he goes out bad. Damn. Yeah, that was that they, was they that cut was him. He's getting bit on the neck. Like these things, and they're strong too. Yeah, because you know, hundred, about a hundred, couple hundred years. So we're going about ten years, <laughs> or sorry, ten generations worth of evolution. So yeah, I mean yeah. that that puts us a significant amount. But yeah, they were nothing to be trifled with, man. And I love the blue no. flame that they used because yeah. it showed some yeah. sort of intelligence that was there, and that was even scarier. Yeah, yeah, and 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 also uh, I, I heard that just for fun, the the, the blue color symbolizes uh, Pandora. Yeah. So any anytime you see our young our young Dennis Quaid here, he's always blue, and then uh you know the the the, the creatures had the blue light too. That was that was that was kind of for fun too. Yeah, danger. but uh, this this uh, a little fun fact here: the ridiculously hot female in the begin- <laughs> in the mm-hmm. middle. I'm not gonna I'm gonna let you pronounce her name, bro. I, I can't do it. I can try. <sighs> I gave up. I gave let up. Let me see. Uh, ah, damn. Anje Trow. Anje Trow. I'm sorry, if I fucked it up. Uh, fun fact, yeah, out Angie, there. Angie, Angie Trow. Angie Trow. Okay, I was yeah. close. Okay. Fun fact for chat: she was at her time in her acting career. She was going to quit acting. She was going to quit acting, and she was done, and she was going to hang it up. And then somebody convinced her to play this character. Ooh, that's where yeah, I recognize bro. her from now. Damn, yeah. she yeah, she was great in Man of Steel. Yeah. Okay. Rayora. Yeah. So can you believe Damn, that? Yeah. I was You're like, just about to quit acting. And I then kept she gets thinking, that I know her from somewhere. What do I know her from? Yeah, because this is a German. This is a German product. German British production, right? So you yeah. you usually have one or two actors from that world. Yeah. And. I'm like, okay, she's a rogue. So she rolled a rogue in World of Warcraft before. That's how she's able to go through these vents and stuff and get get away from these creatures. My other yeah. guy, uh, Mang, he rolled as a monk. Okay, so Ben Fo- Foster rolled as an engineer. Ah, crap. All right. He's going to have low strength, <laughs> low dexterity, but high on intelligence. So let's get him away. Like, I just thought about this being written like an RPG. He needs more mana. He needs yeah. more mana. You need, yeah, a lot of mana. As soon as he gets that stun gun, well, I thought she did a great job. Um, yeah. It just the character is you're a badass fighter trying to survive, and you're also a scientist that is in charge of cloning all of these species. You know, yeah. but survival, man. I mean, it comes down to survival. You'll be impressed what people can do. And you get some fun, badass, intense uh, fight, action, chase sequences, man. Like you, you get some really good stuff in here. Again, when I was watching watching this for the first time. I had no, absolutely no idea what we were about to watch. I had yeah. no idea I was going to see fucking, you know, mixed martial arts badass Kung Lee in here doing all his martial arts, fighting, you know, fighting these, these you know, these, uh, you know, evolved creatures. I'm like, dude, this is kind of dope. I was pissed off at him how he died, though. I was pissed. That made me mad. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you were literally running to try to kill the kid earlier. Yeah. And now at the end, you're like, "Oh, I'm not gonna kill the kid." I'm it's her fault, man. Kid. She taught him. She yeah. taught. She taught the warriors sympathy, and the sympathy got him killed. 
know your role, bitch. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, it was tough because she had a point because, like, no, it's a kid. And if you let the kid go, then hopefully the parents will be like, oh, thanks, you let the kid go. Maybe we shouldn't kill you. Like, I thought that was maybe going to be the pattern of, oh, these intelligent creatures are recognizing that maybe this food can be dealt with because they didn't kill our child. Nope. Fuck them. Kill them. They, they scared my kid. But, but you know, Mong... The, nobody has any excuse not to be working out during quarantine. This guy's been stuck on a ship, and he's still strong enough to hold that bridge for yeah. a good, like, three minutes. <laughs> he held that thing for so long. And yeah, then when he finally let arm. it go, it crushed, like, 30 of them. Yeah, that was great. One arm. In the world of Mortal Kombat, <laughs> we call those interactables. And he he did a flawless victory. <sighs> but yeah, you know, you can't... yeah, go ahead. No, you can't you you can't skip out on leg day or arm day, guys. I mean, if he if he's stuck in a ship and he can do this, you can do it at home. Yeah, that's you it. Can do hey, it at home. Words of wisdom, Pandora. Yeah. That's right. Every day is leg day for me. Every day is leg day for me. Every day is leg day. I like their weapons were fashioned just for sh- sharp huh? sharpened pieces of metal. I'm like, well, at least they figured that out. Yeah, yeah. Oh Did my you, goodness! When you saw Ben Foster touch the green stuff on the wall. Because, you know, a second watcher, people tell me. I know. I was just like, is this the aliens spreading their hive? Yeah. Dude, maybe you shouldn't be. Have you ever played StarCraft? Like, this is the creep <laughs> from the Zerg. Maybe you shouldn't be touching the stuff. Uh, but no, it was yeah. algae to, yeah. to show that I didn't, underwater. I didn't get that till later, man. I didn't get that till later. Plus, they, really, they the water that, leaking yeah. in the ship was, mm-hmm. was the ocean, basically. Yeah, well. At first, so, you think it's just moisture. But it's it's from it's the little leak from the uh, the ocean they, they said so. because films like Alien and others you think it's moisture from the ship yeah there's some sort yeah. of leak yeah I liked I like that type of the audience assumes that it's this because of their previous experiences with this type of genre but no it's actually like, I like when because produ- they know the expectations of people going into this right it's treating your audience as if they've seen a movie before <laughs> right and I, right. I like when they make decisions like that sometimes to yeah. throw it because it doesn't feel cheap it just feels like oh no. I assumed as an audience member it's that but no we are giving right. you the clues right here yeah yeah and it, it's kind of sad because you know if i can understand what's going on in the movie <laughs> anybody can understand what's going on in yeah. the movie but a lot of people that dismissed this film called it dumb they called it dumb they said it doesn't make any sense it's just like really panned like critically it, like really bad yeah i think it was the editing when i was watching it i thought this editing is too jarring there's like okay they would there was even cuts where the actors are looking a certain way talking and if you yeah. cut another way and they're looking somewhere else it's jarring for the audience i remember that happened twice i'm like whoa right. whoa, whoa 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 i went to i went to school for this <laughs> you know this is this is gonna cut people out and if it was a creative choice because they were trying to replicate pandorum or the mental effects I get right. that, but you can do it better than these crazy jump cuts because all it does is take – it took me, the audience member, out of the element. Yet I appreciated right. what they're trying to go for, right? Like, yeah. like okay, I see what you're trying to, to to get it, but the editing just didn't make it work. And it, that's always frustrating because a film is made three times. It's made right. – it's written down as a script, then it's filmed, right. then it's edited. And right. I think the first two had some really solid punches, and the third one just was missing its mark. Overall, I mean, that's the biggest critique I have of the entire yeah. experience. Yeah, but still not garbage. Mm-mm. No, like everyone else says it is. 
I mean, uh, but, but despite its cult following, you know. Well, what was funny is you know it's German made when this ship is still working after so many years. You're like, oh, this, ship, <laughs> this ship, along with this whole script, is German engineered. <laughs> German engineering? Yeah. It's just in the water for how, well, how many years? Was it in 900 the water? something years. Well, that no, was... it was 123 years for them to get to the planet. Okay. So it was probably underwater for 800 years, I'm guessing. Right, right. Okay. It's a long time. But it, isn't it isn't it a little bit isn't it a little bit arrogant to be like, we found a planet, we're going to colonize it. Like is that just what you, humanity I, is pretty much just always done? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> hey, how do I look to you right now? Am I laggy to you? No, you look solid to me. Okay, cuz there's a, like a, a a half an inch delay of your motion. Oh, of mine? Yeah. So there's like a half a half an inch delay. So oh. I'm just letting you know. Okay. I mean, you're Everything. fine. You, you, you're clear. I can hear you great. It's cool. just like there's like a... When you say cool, there's like half a second later, so... Odd. It looks... um. It's probably StreamYard, bro. StreamYard, yeah. It looks good <laughs> to me. But anyways, folks, wel- welcome to the vehicle of live production. Okay, yeah. this is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well... You know, when they woke up from the cryo freeze and they were peeling off the skin, I was like, yeah. ah, oh, this is how many layers of dead skin that's been growing on them for so long, man. Oh, God. But this is stylistic choice. Like, this, they're going yeah. for the grunge, hardcore. Yeah. And whoever designed this ship, I mean, this is a pretty grim setting to wake up to when you look around. It's all cold, industrial. Yeah. There's not, nowhere to sit that's comfortable. It's like, fuck, who designed this? Oh, yeah, the Germans. <laughs> yeah. The Germans. That's right. <laughs> German goth expressionism in space. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, like overall, it was really an entertaining flick. Like, I, I the reaction I had, <clears throat> excuse me, is the exact same reaction other people I've let borrow the Blu-ray to watch have. Ah, they nice. had the exact same reaction. They were just like, I never heard of this movie. Like, where, where, where was this movie? You know, so it's, yeah. it's nice. I'm, I'm happy you, uh, you liked it. Uh, well, you know, it was fun to watch Dennis Quaid have fun with his character when yeah. he was being this encouraging <clears throat> captain, and then he's shouting at his own mind, and then yeah. you realize he's the big bad guy. I mean, that's that's a cool character to play, and he really doesn't even leave the set. No, <laughs> he's in the no. same room for most of the film. He's like, I only have to show for two days of filming. As long yeah. as I have everything memorized, I'm good to go. Yeah, uh, but it's fun. Like when you get to play like that, and for him to deal with this this other character which really is his own mind losing yeah. itself and then you and, that, and then that uh, pandorum was uh starting to try to get to ben too but yeah. ben bought uh, it that was close yeah well, that's kind of messing with him the co- the cook who's when you're in this section of the script and act two you're like okay we need an exposition dump <laughs> we gotta solve we gotta solve some questions all right, let's show. Let's have a crazy guy who's been camping out at a dead end, who's smart. I mean, he's he's hanging up up top, but yeah, where does the dude shit? Like, where? <laughs> that's that's another one thing I thought about. Like, you're a cook. What are you cooking? Like, if you're not coming down, oh, it's so corny. I mean, he, when, he, when he was cooking stuff for them, what, didn't he say something like, "Ooh, this smoked cooked dog shit" or something like that? I thought I heard him say that, but I thought he was joking. So I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I just. It didn't, I don't, Kung, it didn't bother Kung Lee because he was sipping. He didn't give a fuck. Kung Lee was just sipping over there. Actually, funny, they, all, like, they all sipped on it because they all were drugged. 
Well, they got so, gassed. They got gassed later. Right. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. Because right, you know, I thought right. it was it the food that was poisoned. Like, no, they got gassed. But it's the gas. Yeah, you know, you're right. You show Thanks. up. You show up. This guy. What's funny is Ben Foster shows up and nobody's working together ahead of time, right? They're all on their own. They're all scattered, yeah. turning into yeah. rogues and monks and shit, going yeah. back to their RPG days. <laughs> and and then you have a cook, and I'm like, hey man. Don't eat what this guy's making. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be trusting this dude. But he has the whole thing etched out on what happened, and you see all the crazy uh, streaks or whatever coming from the person's head who was in charge. And you think, like, man, this really is a fascinating kind of take on space madness. If the person's yeah. like, we can reset humanity. I can, I can shape humanity as I see fit because Earth yep. is gone. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, that's nuts. That was Dennis Quaid's uh, mission the whole time, man. Yeah. And of course, they have to end up stopping him. And uh, uh, there's some. I like the, uh, the, the the big reveal. I think is everyone's favorite is when they realize that they're not in space at all. Yeah, and they realize well, the was... whole the whole entire movie was taking place underwater. The ship was crashed underwater, and I thought well, that, that was, was a really genius cool. stroke yeah. when it came to storytelling. When you're at the bridge and like, all right, let me show you. You open the ship and there's, n- it's just black, no yeah. stars, yeah, no. And, and I go, that's f- fuck that. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's the scariest scenario. We're in, yeah. we're in Lovecraft yeah. country now. Like, <laughs> there's old gods and shit. Speaking I don't know. Of, speaking of which, we'll get to a little bit later with the next movie. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, it just was like, yeah, it, 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 you could you could understand the haunting madness that was that would cause a human. You know, you oh, just get yeah. a glimpse of it. But then when you see the flicker later, I thought it was another. I thought it was like one of those Minox from Star Wars, where like, oh shit, the Minox <laughs> are here too. <laughs> but yeah, they were underwater. They had made it, but they yeah. were stuck underwater. And the yeah. closest thing, I'm a scuba diver, which is why the other film we're going to talk about freaked me the fuck out because I've been oh, in exact yeah. situations like that. Oh, well, well not exact perfect. or big of a suit, but. Underwater yeah. breathing and panic attacks and shit. Um, oh shit! We'll get to that when we talk about that. So you, you've I, done everything, man. <laughs> yeah, All right. more or less. So yeah, they they, <laughs> they stop Dennis Quaid. They make it out. Uh, yeah, they do. The, they stop. The big him. reveal is that the whole ship was underwater the whole time, and they're there. Out. They have they, they have made it to Tannis, and um, they're going to get ready to get ashore. And then all the others because of the. Basically, all the other pods uh, came out as well with all the other yeah, inhabitants. They set it up where it showed like, I think it was like 1,800 pods or something. Like, it was over 1,000 that were still alive. Right. But, but the funny thing about the character arc for Ben Foster's character yeah. is that he had that picture of that woman. And the memory, again, he's getting his memories back, his memories back. Yeah, and you're thinking like, oh, there's conflict. He can't, he can't hook up with Nadia, the rogue, <laughs> right? Because right. he's got a woman that he needs to go find, and then he remembers, oh, she didn't come with me. She's dead yeah. right now. I'm like, yeah. well, why did you put that picture in your pocket if she's not coming with you, man? I'm like, it's time for new opportunities. Let it all know, go. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was hopeful thinking. He was trying to, he's like, maybe I'll come back. He's like, maybe I'll I can clone there. you. Yeah. <laughs> like a fingerprint well, off I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure we can all agree that he upgraded uh, by the end of the uh, yes, uh, movie. Sir. He yes, upgraded, sir. and I support his uh, choice. Well, the f- <laughs> The funny thing, the funny thing about her character, which just is, it's it's part of the appeal of movies. You have to sell sex in some way. It's just the way that she was dressed. 
towards the end, I'd be like, you know, if there's crazy cannibalistic evolved humanoids, I'd wear a little bit more clothing around my chest cavity. You know, she, just she a wants, little bit more. She, but she, she was she looking wants fine. To make she wants to make sure she's, she's flexible, man. Yeah, you she's got to slip through dodge. shit. She's got to dodge and weave. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, just, it's, just it's just a funny nitpick. I don't, I don't actually mind. But, you know, in today's day and age, you're like, you know. I know, I know. It's, it's like, come on, they're slipping through oil and space. I mean, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but I like, I just like the tension between her and Ben Foster's character. Like, we're looking out yeah. for each other. And they're starting to get a little more touchy-feely. And he's like, oh, I remember... She's right. dead. Like, like I know. Like, like, <laughs> we get to fuck now. But that's how I felt as an audience member. Like, oh, yeah, they get to fuck. Yay. <laughs> but it that's what been, you do as a scriptwriter. You set it up like that. It would have been a little bit too sweet at the end if they started making out. They would have been like, yeah, all right, no, no, too no. sweet. All right, let's yeah. just wonder that they get it on later, okay? Yeah, yeah. You got to uh, you gotta really make sure the memory banks that she doesn't have somebody that's waiting for her. You know, if a guy yeah. pops up, I'm your, I'm your husband. <laughs> Fuck shit. <laughs> Can you imagine? That, that's in the sequel everyone wants. That happens in the sequel. <laughs> what was funny oh, my is... Husband. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I woke up last week. I had cannibals. What are you talking about? Like, what if what if they had all gone crazy? Yeah. And there wasn't any cannibals, and they'd all just been killing each other. And so when they pop out, there's people that have been surviving for a couple of years, like, with camp gear and fires and shit. They're like, oh, you made it. They're like, what? This is great. I, I, know, I know fans want a sequel, but I don't think it's necessary. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, the sequels, they're just going to be on the planet trying to survive. It's like, yeah, the sequel's called Raised by Wolves. (laughs) Go go watch that. Oh, all right. So, Chad, I'd recommend it. There you go, Chad. Joshua Gray recommends it. Is it really that bad? As low as 29%? Hell no. Oh, no way. Somebody is on the sauce. Yeah. Someone's on the sauce. So, we both give it the thumbs up. Boom. For sure. That's how we're doing it. Thumbs up. It is not that bad. It has survived. And now it is time to get into underwater. And again, (laughs) I've told this story before. Me and a buddy of mine went to go see Ready or Not in the theater. Mm. And uh, we thought it was a fun flick. We enjoyed it. But before it played, they played the trailer for Underwater. And it was one of the worst trailers I've ever seen. Like, it was just generic, bland, Made it look instead of instead of the movie with the movie with you know parts of the movie trying to be an alien homage, it looked yeah. like a bad ripoff because of how bad the trailer was. And then we were just watching this like, what is this? We weren't really fans of Christian Stewart, you know. We were fans. We were like, what is this? And then once the horrible title came up, Underwater, we were laughing in the theater. We were like, <laughs> and I'm pretty I'm pretty sure the rest of the world reacted the same way. And it's interesting how a bad trailer. Can can fuck it up. I can really fuck up your movie. Yeah. You know, I I am uh, I'm two second cameo in the the uh, the trailer documentary called uh, Film Trailers: A Love Story. I'm in there. For oh, like the one seconds. that John Campia produced. I'm only in there for like two seconds. It's nice. Just I need highlight. to see it. Okay. <laughs> but um, but I love the examples they use in there of how bad trailers completely derail. Oh yeah. The success of the movie sometimes, you know. Um, Cab- Cabot in the Woods is a movie I always go to uh, as an example of what look at the movie and then look at the trailer that came out for it. The trailer for Cabot in the Woods was garbage. It was so bad 
and me and Lady Fat Blood was making fun of that movie the whole time. And then a buddy of ours that we trust was like, no, man, go see it. Just go see it. The third act, the third act is amazing. Go see it. And we were like, we didn't know what was going to happen in the third act. And then when the third act happened in the finale, we were like, holy shit, this is amazing. This is insane. Oh, my God. The trailer was horrible. It literally was just, hey, there's some spooky stuff happening in the cabin. It was just, I know they can reveal the third act, but still, you got to make at least an interesting trailer. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think in this case, under, well, for, number one, Pandorum had no trailer that we could, that we knew about. Pandorum, uh, yeah, Pandorum had no trailer that we knew about. And now, underwater, the trailer was, it sucked. It sucked. So, I panned it for the whole year. Didn't want, just didn't even, didn't even care. Didn't even care at all. And then I started to hear small little buzz for the middle of the year towards the end of the year. And I'm like, underwater? Mm-hmm. Underwater. Are you sure? Is that is the same movie you're talking about? Chris, Crystal Stewart? Are you sure? Yeah, dude. I was like, really? Oh no, man. Right. I was still kind of on the on the you know on the fence. And then it, it was a good thing and it was a bad thing, Joshua, because <laughs> it was a, it was a bad thing because the, the 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 big spoiler was revealed to me, but it was a good thing because that's what made me immediately go want to check it out and talk about it. Okay. I lost my mind when I was just like, "Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me right now? Really? Mm. That happens and that appears at the end of the movie. Are you serious?" So, yeah, it sucks. I was spoiled. They spoiled it for me, but it, it got me You're to watch motivated. the movie. Yeah, it got me to watch the movie. And let's go ahead and get in it. Underwater, 2020, last year, everyone's favorite year. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For now, we'll see how this For one goes. <laughs> oh, Welcome God. to the sequel. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, starring Christian Stewart, Vincent Casal. I've always liked Vincent Casal. I've always thought he was mm-hmm. a good actor. Uh, unfortunately, though. He's just one of those good actors that has a lot more bad work than good work, but he's still a good actor. Yeah, but, but you just, know, you can say that about Vincent Price movies. or Christopher Lee, and look how they turned out. I mean, this gentleman True. is middle-aged, but he still has plenty more hold it, hopefully ahead of him. And that's, you know, yeah. working in this industry from the limited success, but success that I have had, some things work out great, other things don't, just as long as you know that you gave it your best yeah that's that that is how you keep getting work i mean that is how people keep wanting to work with you i mean you just you recognize like hey maybe this one's going to be a clunker but it's going to pay the bills i'm going to give it my all yeah and sometimes you do some for the studio you do some for yourself it's just it's it's a tough racket dude it's a real tough racket but i hear you like you want better for him you want like yeah i know you you can do more i know there's a role out there for you let's see here so he's in he's in the movie as well. Now now I want your honest opinion of TJ Miller. I think he is really funny and witty. He plays that role okay. very well. Okay. Um with the not the eye cam eye camera. You know, with everything that happened amidst all the uh Me Too movement, I don't know his case exactly. I know what oh, his I didn't response know he was. was. I didn't yeah, even know I mean, he was involved. I'm just talking about him as an actor. Yeah, I mean he, I think he fills a role well, but it's like you know what to expect already from him. Right. So, it's kind of like the same note. Put it, put it this way. I don't know about I – mean, I, I guess sometimes he could be funny, but the only my only thing is like 
did he deserve an and in the credits? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't even know he was in the film, so I think they okay. kept that as kind of a surprise, but well, also to try maybe to and Vince Cassell, not and T.J. Miller. But I'm just I'm just new boo goofing. Yeah, um, but Omni Omni Blast said it best in chat, starring T.J. Miller as T.J. Miller. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. did he? But he serves the story very well because he gives the comedic punches. He brings humanity back. He right. has some. He has funny lines. Like I laughed in the scenes, but he's playing that because T.J. Miller is that type of guy in real life. But those type of people exist in those type of groups. They will be right. cynical, but have a heart of gold in really right. tough situations. Eccentric. Yeah, eccentric. You know, the thing with the bunny yeah. as working with <laughs> divers and being a scuba diver myself, the thing yeah. with the bunny, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get that. Totally. And yeah. I would I would treat that bunny the way he'd want me to treat it. You know, you don't question <laughs> that shit because he knows it's not real. It's a token. Yeah. It's a token of survival. And I yeah. appreciated that about his character. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, and T.J. Miller, oh, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and I saw that. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but, you know, he's one of those guys in the real world that I still want to keep an eye out and support because his right. body of work makes me laugh. Makes you laugh. Um, does he do yeah. a stand-up as well? Yeah, he does stand-up. He does Maybe stand -up. his stand-up is funnier than what he does in the movies. <laughs> well, you know, I think he's the one that made Cloverfield work. Oh my he God! Plays, he was in Cloverfield. Yeah, he's the one. He's the funny guy in Cloverfield who you never see, but you hear all the time until the monster eats him. That's hilarious because of what gets revealed later, or the, the universe that this movie presents us in. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, can, so again, can... he's like he's somebody who's experienced in this realm. Yeah, <laughs> he knows yeah. how to play the comic relief. So, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's gonna die. But okay. all right, all right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I it's love, kind of a give or take. I will say, but... I will say this: I loved his death. Shit, man. Yeah. That I was mean, even fucking great. Even the or, way that they were talking about fan. it afterward. Yeah. They, yeah. Like, they pulled Chat. him out of his suit. I was like, Ugh. four movie fans in the in the chat right now. If you like just people getting fucked up, gore. <laughs> his death is great. It is great. Because there's a similar death in a similar type movie called Deep Star Six. I don't know if you've mm. seen that movie. It's old. Uh you may you may have seen it. But, Deep Star Six. Okay. Yeah, Deep Star Six. It's a similar type movie. Miners underwater. They run. They come across a creature because they're really low in the depths. And here's the here's the fascinating thing. Uh, that isn't really that bad episode I did not too long ago with Levi about Leviathan. Mm. It's, here's here's what's crazy. Deep Star Six, Leviathan, and the Abyss came out the exact same year. Yeah, see, it's one studio approves the script, and then the other ones will approve similar scripts, man. Obviously, Bugs, Life, and Ants. Yeah, obviously, The Abyss is the better of the three, but still, it's like, yeah. wow, I didn't know that. I didn't well, know that it, when I was doing my research. It's so, so fascinating to see that pattern happen in Hollywood over and over again, you know? Yeah. Blade and John Carpenter's Vampires, they came out the same year. Mm -hmm. Saving Private Ryan and the Thin Red Thin Red Line, they came out the same same year. Yeah. yeah. But also what happens too, and I have experienced this phenomenon, is okay. artists seem to just tap into the similar wavelengths. Mm. And it's either, you know, similar exposure and culture or they're just tapping into some sort of consciousness yeah. that has this idea. Because I've written that in a script or two, and then all of a sudden I, I've seen it play out. Just the character's names change. And I was like, what? I... 
what? Did somebody steal my idea? And then it's like, no, just somebody had, somebody had a similar idea because they had a similar spark of inspiration. Right now, you could tell right. somebody blatantly stole it if you'd already registered with the Writers Guild, etc. But right. I've had that happen once or twice. And a, a, a writing friend of mine, the guy who wrote the Mortal Kombat stories and comic books for the game and the uh, and Injustice, right. he said, right. yeah, that'll happen. It just means you're on the right track. I mean, okay. you're tapping into stuff that, that the the culture is looking for type of thing and studio execs are looking for. So if anybody right. in the creative world is like, oh, I thought about a similar situation like two years ago, now they're making a movie. Start writing that stuff down. Start right. exploring your ideas and putting right. it into a script format because you may be tapping into something. You know, the muses yeah. and the artists will tell you that ideas kind of flow. They, they'll flow to you like a ship on the ocean. Yeah. And you've got to be the conduit and, and make it work or yeah. you're just gonna let that opportunity pass you by anyways didn't mm -hmm. want to go on a tangent about storytelling but chat i hope, I hope you're writing all of this down chat all good advice right here from joshua now uh right. samurai have you ever seen the film enemy mine yes and yeah, that's another see, one that might see, be another future episode i'm not sure it's seeing dennis quaid in space reminded me of that uh yeah. a lot from the previous film this underwater film reminded me a lot of a video game called StarCraft, where the space marines wear these bigger suits with a bigger yeah. helmet. Yeah. And I just thought, dude, the potential for a StarCraft movie, even a squad of like four marines trying to get the hell out of a base, yeah, so much potential. But that that was my comparison going into this film. I really had no idea about the story. Right. I just knew it starred Kristen Stewart, and they're underwater, and that was it. And I was pleasantly right. surprised. And horrified. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. Like. And uh, I was watching up here, and Lady Fabblood was with me, and she was like, she she enjoyed it too, but she was kind of like, man, the first thing she said was, that trailer for this movie was horrible. Yeah. Plus, it's almost they knew the movie was going to fail. Why? Because they released it in January. Yeah. The, the and, fuck you, know, you, it's January, as yeah, Red Letter Media you, says. January. Fuck you, it's January. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, no. Yeah, but let's go ahead and get into it. So, chat. Uh, basic plot of Underwater, and Josh will elaborate because he's very good at that. Because uh, <laughs> IMDb plots are horrible, but we're going to, you know, I'll read the basic plot we got going here. So a crew of oceanic researchers working for a deep sea drilling company tried to get to safety after a mysterious earthquake devastates their, their deep water research and drilling facility located at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. Wow, that plot sucked. <laughs> All right. <I'm> <laughs> Wait, no, Transformers no, like, Two? They talked no, about the Mariana like, Trench. There's something else with them, <laughs> like none of that. Just hey, earthquake happened, and uh, yeah. All right. So, <laughs> but they start they start fast in this film, yes. and that's what I really appreciated at first. I have come to really admire and appreciate Kristen Stewart over the years because one, she lands the rule of a lifetime that's going to make her rich beyond her wildest dreams, falls in love with the Prince Charming, and yet gets, gets exposed to this entire Hollywood world so quickly, right? Outside of all the tabloid stuff, I'm proud of the person that she has become going through all that. And Hollywood is always asking the question, can they hold a movie? Can they get people to come out and see the movie and pay tickets? Right. That's a tough call because really only Tom Cruise can do that. That's right. that's the last guy left that can do that. Everything else has to be like an established IP. Even after the Tom Cruise rant, people are still they don't give mm -hmm. a fuck. They're still going to go see Tom Cruise movies. Yeah, for international, they, he brings it every time. So that's yeah. like one bankable star people can can bank on for a big yeah. budget. So with this, it went with Kristen Stewart, and I thought, 
Well, this is this is a choice because yeah. when you think of like Alien, you think of Ripley, Sigourney Weaver, you think of a tough ass but relatable female. Yeah. And so I didn't know if Kristen Stewart could fill that role after right. seeing this film. Absolutely, she can. Absolutely, oh, she yeah. can. I thought she did a great job. I actually, and again, like I said earlier, I'm not really a big, huge like Kristen Stewart fan. Yeah. Like I don't have like all her movies or whatever. <laughs> I've um, only, yeah, I've only seen one or two, but I've you know I, I watched have, an interview. I, I watched an interview pillow, with her with Howard Stern you know. recently, and it was good. <laughs> <laughs> no sex pillows, you know, no posters, you know. I'm not no, that I donated those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, by the end of the movie, towards the end, I really, I, I, I admit, like she was, she was very, very good in this, very well done, and believable performance too. Believable, no and, ridiculous overacting. Like she was just like, this is the situation we're in. Let's just, we got to survive. Let's go. You know. Yeah. As an and engineer trying really, to keep it, it together, it like and... I'm a. And it wasn't really like she was like an action heroine. She was just, it's just survival. Mm -hmm. I'm being attacked. I'm getting dragged. I need to get the gun and shoot my way out. It was, you know, it was very, it was, you know, very well done. Yeah. These people felt like they were professionals in the moment. You know, even the research assistant who was the least experienced. Right. uh, She, you know, had to get her shit together and move. So it felt like these people had been living on this facility for a while. Right. It just didn't feel like a bunch of people that were panicking because they let me tell you, I'm a scuba diver and I've gone down one hundred and twenty feet, hundred, hundred, one hundred twenty feet. Okay. Yeah. That depth itself is scary as fuck. That moment when she's looking out and you don't see anything, it's just completely open. I was floating over a cliff in Mexico, a downward cliff, and I could see uh, all sorts of manta rays sliding across the cliff, but then it just drops straight down and it's nothing but ocean. Oh my God. I stood there and looked at that for a good minute and that was the scariest moment of my life until I had a panic attack. 60 feet down, the drift was carrying me about 20 miles an hour. I was kicking to stay with the group and I was losing my breath. And you can't just go straight up because of the, the pressure. All right. If you go right. any further than 15 feet, you have to come up and wait at 15 feet and wait three minutes before you go up or you're going to get fucked up. You're going to get the bends because the air bubbles in your blood's going to expand. And you're going to get sick and you could die. Okay. So they got to take it to a decompression chamber. So I'm sitting there freaking out, trying to kick, and I'm thinking I'm going to pull my stuff off and go up. But if I do that, it's not going to be good. So yeah. my brother who's with me and the scuba master come and they just put their hand on my chest until I catch my breath. And then I stay oh with goodness. the group and we continue to dive. And that's really the only way is just to wow. you have to calm down and trust in your own breath and trust in your breathing. So when those actors were going through that in this film, I was having PTSD, bro. I was like, fuck, Whoa, fuck, man. fuck. And I've, I remember diving I, in a cage I, before. I'm sorry. So, so. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's good. Because I've still I've gone back and dived since then. You know, I didn't okay. give up. But also diving in a in a cave with a bunch of catfish so it's completely dark you're going down yeah. down 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 following a line and then you yeah. tilt yourself forward and you go through the cave and the cave opens up and it's completely clear and you see these giant cash catfish just swimming around hanging out and you know i i can't even believe that i did that that was like 10 yeah. years ago i think about it now going holy wow. shit if i'm if if it's that freaky just being like 20 feet 60 feet underwater yeah. imagine what it's like 6 miles Oh my god! Oh my <laughs> god! So I wanted to throw now, that out I'll, there that they I'll, got the I'll tension wa- right. I will watch you dive. 
<laughs> I'll take a video camera with me. I will not join you. I will be like, hey, I'll wait till you get out. Hey, how was it? <laughs> well, it's the closest thing to outer space. And I've, I mean, I've yeah. been this close to an eel as long as my living room. I've seen lobsters bigger than my chest. I've oh seen sharks. I mean, I've seen sea life down there that if we don't take care of the planet, they're going to disappear. So seeing it and seeing that ecosystem and realizing, fuck, man, these creatures, they live an entire life down here that yeah. is so yeah. beyond whatever I've been exposed to. But now that I've seen it as a scuba diver, it's something worth fighting for. But it's, I'll get off my pedestal on that side. But yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. But it's, it's literally another world. It is. And, and I world. think that's why these two films are a beautiful double feature. I mean, they just, they worked really well back to back. I watched Pandorum last night and then Underwater today. Nice. So nice. good selection, man. Um, well, thank you. Have, well, have, I you, ever, just, have you ever no, snorkeled? Right. Like, what, what's the deepest you've ever been underwater? I may, I snorkeled when I was young and that was a long time ago, but it's not worth talking about. I'm, I'm going to end up boring <laughs> chat over here. Uh, but uh, oh well, since you since you have the experience, sharks, leave them alone, or uh, the push, ones or that I saw. Are, yeah, I mean, if, or leave or leave or leave them alone. If you got to pull a Tomb Raider, <laughs> <laughs> Lady Pablo's in the back. She heard you. She's laughing. That's right. <laughs> That's for you. Thank um, yeah, hey, There you go, yeah. baby. You know, <laughs> when you're down there and you realize just how much that you're floating and flying, you don't really think you're going to get much leverage doing this underwater. You know, okay. uh, s some divers have knives, but we're encouraged not to have any knives when we're close to the reefs. And the sharks that I saw are sand sharks that were like 20 feet away, hanging out with their spawn, just cruising against the reef. But when you okay. see that fin, just going up next to the reef like that, and the back of your mind's going, da dum. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I never felt threatened. I just felt in awe. I've, I, oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you just got to be cool. You just got to be a cool cucumber and not freak out or panic. Which is why yoga helps. Yeah. You got to focus <laughs> on your breath. You have or to focus plan, on your breath. Or plan B, you can punch it in the nose and just, just ride it, <laughs> ride it to the top, right? Yeah. Yeah. You just keep breathing. Just keep breathing. Keep breathing. Don't hold your breath going all the way up because you'll get air bubbles in your brain. You could die. Just keep breathing out. <sighs> if the shark's taking you up, Maybe if you get Man. the bend, just keep breathing out. That's what I learned from uh, what was the one with Thomas Jane and LL Cool J? Deep blue sea. Deep blue sea. Yeah. You ate my bird. <laughs> one of LL, LL Cool J's cool best J. performances. Yeah. Is LL Cool J the only black actor that has survived multiple horror films and did not die? Pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> Chad, it's like that and get out. Right. <laughs> this, right. But I, oh. I was really, really impressed with this film. I didn't dive into too much of the production um, costs and budget and where it was coming from. Just I think it's eighty million. What was it? Eighty million. Eighty million it only made like twenty man. It, so it, uh. it didn't even even worldwide. It didn't make its money back. So it did bomb. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. Because the production design I liked. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. The, the suits, the location, mm -hmm. the, the the rigs they were in, like everything looked really good. Like, yeah. I mean, this was this did not look like a cheap movie. I mean, obviously, eighty million. You know, in just the world that they built, like even with Rodrigo, who. 
Speaking of LL Cool J not dying, when I saw Rodrigo, I'm like, oh, please don't be this trope. Please, no. <laughs> I know, right? But but the beauty about it is that they gave him character when he saw the shattered helmet. Yeah. And he, like, gave her the good helmet. I'm like, dude, yeah. if there's no good helmets, just, just don't come with them. Be like, sorry, guys, I'm going to lag behind or try to find another right. helmet. Right. Yeah, I guess he didn't know. But when that stuff started to crack and how yeah. deep they were, I'm like, dude, he's a fucking bomb. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I was so tense, man. Yeah. And him looking at it cracking going like, dude, yeah. <laughs> this is it. But that yeah. that's what really – that yeah, right was the big the punch for me. Right yeah. off the back. This all happens early. And yeah. Kristen Stewart's even like – she was, she was you know, reminiscing about him later. She was like, he knew, he, you know, he knew this this could have happened. He gave me the better helmet. Yeah, because, you know? like, again, they're all professionals in the situation or trying to be yeah. at least. And I yeah. and I appreciate it. Like, his death meant so much more. He wasn't just a guy panicking and trying to survive. He, yeah. he was like, fuck, yeah. man, I'm not going to make and it. And she this. saved his life earlier. Yeah. So, chat, you know, the, 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 there's a breach. Water comes in. They're all trying to get away and escape. And what was it like? It was like. When she, when, she, when she met up with Vincent Cassell, he's like, scale from 1 to 10, how's my rig? 10 being the How worst. How bad is she it? Said, yeah. yeah, she said 10. Her she delivery is perfect. She's just 10. I mean, this is like, there's no there's no extra words. There's no talking about it or ramping up to it. Like, how bad is it? It was 10. It's bad. Like, yeah. It's the, the worst case. Because, yeah. you know, she's brushing her teeth and the, the, she has this monologue, which I think the whole monologue vibe at the, the ending, we'll get to that. I wasn't a huge fan. It just kind of felt a little okay. bit out of place. But her solidarity of just brushing her teeth and being in a vulnerable state at first i'm like fuck man this is gonna suck if something bad goes happens then boom it happens which is kind of like kind of like i don't like wearing flip-flops unless i'm at the beach because people like something goes wrong you're running around flip-flops it's gonna be tough but um the way that kristen stewart is presented not just because of her vulnerability but these people are divers they're always slick like they get into suits in and out she looks like she's been living around the water for a long time yeah um her character design her hair just that was the presence that i got of her like she's a she's a a hard-working woman that that knows water and if you can get that just by somebody brushing their teeth these people know how to build a world so kudos to them building the production design because it felt like they were really under underneath the water Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i agree so shit hits the fan, the water yeah. breaks in. <laughs> you know, she ends up saving Rodrigo temporarily until he dies later. Interesting about his death, there's nothing but jibs in the air, and they still have to keep moving. So they're basically walking through his jibs. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that detail. And I love that. <laughs> I love that she muted him. I love that she muted him because uh, the research assistant is just screaming. Yeah, and she's just like beep yeah. beep beep beep, and she just kept yeah. walking forward. And I'm like, yeah, professional, Da-da-da-da. go go go. I mean, she's yeah. you're, you are terrified. People are like, oh, you don't feel anything? No, you are terrified. I was yeah. terrified underwater. I thought I was going to die having a panic attack, until yeah. I remembered that you have to focus on what you're training and the equipment, being a mm-hmm. professional. Yeah. So that shit is what kept her going, and yeah, I love that part. It's yeah. uh, and the, the, before the before they even got in the suits, though, you know, they had to come up with some kind of plan. So the yeah. plan from Vincent Casale, he's the captain, and the plan was, you know, okay, we're going to take the rig. Uh, this vehicle is going to get us so far, but eventually we're going to have to get off on foot and walk the rest of the way to the what did they call it? The uh, I forgot the other uh, rig, the other uh, 
headquarters. I forgot the name of it. The Roebuck? Roebuck? Roebuck, yeah, the Roebuck. There was the Roebuck, which is the main hub, and then there was the Shepherd Station, which was the other hub that they mentioned. And I I forgot why they said they couldn't make it to the Shepherd Station. Well, they were were just scared at first, I thought. Yeah. Well, they they got to cross the plateau. They have to literally walk across the ocean floor. Yeah. And oh, shit. Shit went down when that happened. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I was I was just enjoying when I was watching. I was entertained. I was like invested, like right off the bat. And the mo- you know, a movie does is doing a good job when there's really not a lot of character development at first, but you're still invested in what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's when that's when that's how you know a movie's doing a good job. You know what I mean? So I'm well, I'm just this is intense, fast paced. So they're trying to get across. Uh, Mr. Tim Miller ends up getting killed. Well, first though, they uh, before he gets killed, him and the other guy, the the, the was it was it a husband of the research girl or fiance or they're just so together. there's so when Kristen Stewart's going through the wreckage, she closes the door with Rodrigo. They keep going. They find the captain, and then right. the captain knows that Smith and the research woman, I forget her name, Emily, or something like that. Um, I'll check. I'll check. They're a couple, but they're alive. So we have, what, five people Emily, alive? Yeah. Emily, um, And after Rodrigo dies, then it's... No, it's still... What's well, four? T.J. Miller, Smith, um, Kristen Stewart's character, and uh, the research assistant. Right. So it's pretty Emily. much we're with four people for a, a while. Yeah. But they keep hearing the bangs, and they're like, is there yeah. something following us? You know, you keep... Thinking like, okay, is this is this going to be Pandorum again? Like undersea madness that people are, are dreaming <laughs> up, or is something yeah. going on? Yeah. And you have a bit of that mystery at first until they start to see stuff. Um, but it's a why. It's it, oh, they find the body. That's right. Because yeah, because they're going do. down the shaft. Yeah. And they're trying to get to the other section. They have to keep going down. They're like, oh, there's somebody mm-hmm. below us. It's probably a survivor. We got to double check. They go out and check, and the thing is feeding off of its corpse. And I'm like, this yeah. is alien, bro. Don't look. Don't. And even even Chris and Sir and the captain are like, come back, come back, come back. Yeah. But they 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 pivoted uh, it on us, and I like that. Yeah, yeah. But they end up uh, taking the specimen back to, the, to where they're at to, to research <laughs> over it. Well, it just shows, again, they're professional and competent because it goes to attack T.J. Miller, but they got it. They, they stopped it. Yeah. Yeah. It almost lunged out at the the research girl, too, Emily. Yeah. Remember, she was kind of poking at it? They yeah, I was like, scared, too, man. I'm like, can you wear a mask well, or something? The, the one thing, I think the one thing that actually made me laugh with T.J. Miller, didn't he say something like, when they started, then they started to hear bangs again, and the bangs got louder. Chirping. Does it sound like birds chirping? Yeah. and then And then he said something like, did he say something like, I hope that's not the mom looking for the kid or something like that? Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, is that a child? Because <laughs> you, you think it as an audience member, you're like, oh, shit, it's a baby. And they're after yeah. it's baby. And T.J. Miller says it out loud, right? But, yeah, yeah I mean, it, and it shows the depth of these creatures or whatever is out here and natural habitat. And then yeah. the bigger idea of humanity drilling and occupying and taking over the habitat. So, you have all of those questions kind of wrapped up into this creature, right? <laughs> that yeah. They're trying to figure out what the hell. And Vincent Castell is kind of like, oh, it's just an earthquake, or it's just the wreckage still dropping. It know, seems that he been... knows more, you know, and I think that's what's hinted in his locker. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you about that when we get there. I'm 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 curious about that. And what your theory might be on that? Uh, but yeah, they're they're back on the, their mission of getting the fuck out of there, and uh, then uh, Miller ends up getting kind of stra- kind of left behind, not really, but it's kind of taking his time. Well, yeah, well, the, she has to. I mean, it's a good setup because at the beginning, yeah. Kristen Stewart has to crawl through that rubble, and again, this earthquake's happening, so you can get crushed mm-hmm. at any moment. And when yeah. they pass the corpse of the their dead colleague who's still looking at him you know I'm like Ugh, can yeah. you not, like close her yeah. eyes when you're walking by i know right um so you know it, it, death is staring them in the face really and you have tj miller's character who you know is kind of laughing in the face of it but they set it up to where you think he gets killed by mm-hmm. the creatures when they're going through the under the water small causeway He's yeah. the last guy to make it, but then he makes it. And you're like, oh, all right, he made it. And, yeah. But he didn't unhook, and the thing started to pull him. But yeah. he, they were, it was pulling the, the cord, pulling the cord, pulling the cord, but then it grabbed his leg, right? I think that's what I saw in the yeah. film. And then it yeah. pulled him out through and the suit from them. the leg. Like, oh, my God. Ugh. That was great. I was like, Did you see him? Yeah. There was a bit of CGI of like his chin being stuck yeah. in the neck hole, and then it blood. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, like I said, they had something similar like that in Deep Star Six, except not as graphic as mm. uh, as, as in uh, underwater. But I was just like watching it, going, "Yeah, I know I'm supposed to, I'm not supposed to be doing that, but well, I'm but, enjoying but, myself." I'm like, "Yeah." But, anyway. but what was crazy is again, you had the character, you had the script confirming what the audience is saying because Smith is like they pulled him out of his suit. I mean, it's like you just saw him trying to process it, and as an audience member, I didn't fully understand what happened. But him saying it out loud, I was like, "Oh fuck, what a bad yeah. way to go." Yeah, I know, right? But yeah, good stuff here. And then they, then the the big fear that the crew had is going outside, and they have to make that walk in darkness. And this is when things really get interesting. So, uh, yeah, go ahead, take it away, Josh. Then walk outside. So, um. They see you like they can hear shit. <laughs> right. Well, it was like uh, the first, there was like a first there was like a first short run. Yeah, where they actually start seeing other creatures, and they're like, "What the fuck is that?" Oh right? yeah, because it's, it's exploding. Because yeah, he's looking through the window because they're hearing pounding on the cab that they're in. They're hearing right. pounding because the they, the baby's inside. They close that door. Yeah, and they have to go because they're looking through. And I love the shot because he's looking through the window. It's like scraping along the window. Then you see a figure kind of standing up, and then the shadow of that figure is the giant explosion above him. And then you hear the captain go, "We gotta go. The rig's blowing." And they open that door and run. And you—it's like you—he, the captain even says, "Just shut your eyes and run," because you see the shadows like coming in, dude. And yeah. I, but that's when Smith, when the he pushes T.J. Miller out of the way, I think, and the debris hits Smith, which causes yeah. a rupture on his oxygen tank, which, and the chemicals fuck him up for a bit. Right. Um, right. But yeah, that was yeah. fucking scary, man. Because again, underwater, can't see. Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. shit coming for you. Oh. Yeah. It's good that shit. That captain, though, that captain's like, close your eyes and just keep running. Yeah. Don't look. That's why he's the captain. That's why he's a captain. Yeah, and I um, I appreciated the character arc they had with him, especially yeah later on talking about his daughter being fourteen and Chris Stewart's like yeah. no, she's older than fourteen. You realize oh, she'll always be fourteen to him. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, Fuck. I know. Well, Good stuff. So after T.J. Miller dies, we make it to 
Um, we make it to another part of the facility, but their escape plan's like not going to work. So then they have to run yeah. outside again, and that's when that <laughs> thing really attacks them. Like when you really yeah. see them, and it starts hunting them. Yeah, I mean, look at this shot right here. Yeah, it was that's right behind. Creepy. Yeah, right behind her. Yeah, that's dude. fucking creepy right there. <laughs> you don't even need a movie. Just paint that. Hanging up on the wall, people will walk by and be like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, really good scene there. Well, she it comes down, grabs her, and um, it's not looking good, man. But the, uh, again, the design of these creatures very well done, very very entertaining, very entertaining design. Um, were you okay yeah. with the CG? Were you okay with the CG? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, CG was fine. The, the technology there is to tell a story. You can mask stuff with the darkness in the water, but it yeah. felt like these creatures were moving in the water. It felt like they were quick, yes. yet would flow naturally with the water flow itself. So that it all felt like they, had, they really would exist down there, you know? So yeah. outside of any type of, you know, our eyes are always trained to see light naturally. So if it doesn't look right. natural, obviously that's the uncanny valley. So yeah, we know yeah. these creatures don't exist, but you felt the threat. Yes, yeah. because of because of how the light bounced off their eyes. Yes, you know, uh, I love really that happened. when she when she lands on the like little platform after it dro drops her, mm -hmm. and then it's like coming around, swimming around, like it's like looking for her, like peeking his head up, <laughs> like getting closer and closer. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it was, digging it. I'm digging it. I mean, it was making yeah. the threat. Yeah, um, very real. But it, I got a bit lost when they got separated because he grabbed the thing, grabbed the captain, and they were still hooked. Right, and they were flying, and then they hit that facility, and it was chasing them around. And then the captain was holding on, and right. then it grabbed don't her. For, but then the captain came and just that, started to stab it. Right. Yeah, yeah. He the captain was stabbing the stabbing it, and then he fell over to the side, and she was like holding him like that. And then he did. Then he, you know, wanted to redo a scene from Backdraft. You know. <laughs> Let me go, bro. Yeah. You know, so great. I mean, he had to do it. They're both were going to die. Yeah. I mean, his, I mean wasn't, I, his, I, wasn't his mask already cracking? Because the the pressure is getting worse. Yeah. At about two more percent. Yeah. yeah I mean, he, had was, to, he had to. They're both going to go. die. That's so. why you always got to have a knife to cut that cord, man. <laughs> 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 that stuff scares me. Shit. So On she your, separated from the from the other two. She was, yeah. Which. You think, I hope they're okay. <laughs> you know, I know, right? They're out in the middle. Um, she's trying but, to contact them. And that's she when she to, makes it to... Uh, the locker, the, yeah. Uh, the other facility, yeah. Yeah. But it, it's not like she could just hang out there, though. You know, like, she could just live there and survive there. So she had to leave, eventually, well, to try uh, to get to the main hub, like you were saying. Yeah, but she says that in her in her message, which I think, again, is good exposition to move the plot along, as she talks on the radio saying hey i'm okay i have enough air for a little while yeah i gotta get to the next facility but if you can right. make it here there's air you know it's again what a professional would do in the situation you, you try yeah. to see if your friends are alive you tell them where you're going <clears throat> next and then you plow forward all right the theory you have about the locker sequence so i think the the captain was charting the seismic activity and it was all going to the same spot and the company like in, in the opening titles, you saw the company was trying to hide that there was activity or something was going on or a mysterious right. drill site happened. And I, think the, I think the captain was just notating stuff that was happening and he was trying to piece it together. That's what right. I got because why would Kristen Stewart linger so long looking at that map? 
Um, right. But that's that's okay. kind of the vibe that I got where he was just like, oh, no, it's not that. It's not that. And he's like, fuck, there's nothing I can do. These things are going to kill us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the company yeah. man. But that but right. it, was, it was small. <laughs> and I, and I, the payoff was like in the credits and the, uh, in the titles and the credits. So I don't even know if it was that important to the story. Right. Uh, right. Or they could have fleshed the, it out better, you know. Just the daughter reveal. That was the, the most important thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Well, you know, as somebody who's, I'm single, no kids. And when I think of an emergency situation, I'm the first one that should go in because I don't have dependence. Right. And right. in that type of situation, that would, that's what would be going through my head of, I don't have any kids. You do, you get to go, you know? Um, right. so for the captain, there was another scene, uh, that when humans do for each other, I always found really touching because I was in a very mild car accident, but I had glass oh. all over me and I had to go oh, do a theatrical play. Like I was on the way to go do the play. Yeah. And the stage manager checked every inch of me and okay. she was a very gentle person, but just that type of compassion that a human has for another, there was a very special moment to me. So when I saw the captain do that to Kristen Stewart, yeah. checking her to make sure she didn't have any cuts or anything, I'm like, oh, I could yeah. feel the father-daughter bond. So yeah. when he tells her it's going to be all right, and he lets go, and then you figure out the daughter, I'm like, fuck, they good setup, fuck, yeah, okay, I get it. So I liked it. I th I thought they did a good job with that. Yeah. It was uh, heart, it tugged at the heartstrings, you know. Mm -hmm. And she really, you, you, her reaction of the captain dying was really good too. Like she, yeah. she like really, you could tell it really hurt her, man. But she's like yeah. hunched over. Like yelling, crying in the shower, and all that. Like, good stuff. You know, something yeah. you wouldn't expect in a movie that features a character that we're going to get into a little bit later, but that's one of the <laughs> most awesome things about the movie. So, all right. So she meets up with, uh, she finds uh, Emily. Yeah. Emily yeah. And, uh, she hears him uh, when right. she's walking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To get to the next facility, and Emily's still walking with. And I'd be doing the same thing. I'd be talking to myself, knowing I'm going to die at any minute. Yeah, I thought she. I thought she lost it at that point. <laughs> she was just keeping herself busy. Yeah, I mean, well, I wouldn't blame her, right? Well, then, but also, you know, you're keeping the cha the radio channel open in case somebody hears you. But if you hear something behind you, I don't care yeah. if there's lights or a human. I'd be freaked the fuck out oh, too. Yeah. So she's running. No. It felt believable for the research assistant. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, it's yeah. dumb. No, no panic. Yeah, I I would have lost my shit by then. But then Chris is <laughs> yeah. like, no, it's me. It's okay. It's okay. And then and then Emily gets back up and she yeah. gathers her stuff and then keeps moving on. You know. Yeah, like, but good uh, on her. It's still it's still Dragon Smith, man. I like right uh, before they get to the hub. Uh, the the was it what was it uh I forgot the name already. Rockford Files? What is it? <laughs> what was the name of the, the one main was, one? was an R, and the other one was like the Shepherd Station or whatever. That's another station they made it. I fucked it all up. But I like when they <laughs> ran into those uh, creatures that were kind of just hibernating. They were kind of just hanging out. Yeah. They were just, yeah. They. Well, what was that thing? You thought it was like part of a door or something that was hanging in front of the door, but it wasn't. That's where... Well, I mean, we talk about that character in a sec, but that, yeah, dude. I mean, come on. It's well, like a video like, game. Like, we're about to like hit hanging, the final level. They were, like, hanging from something that you thought was the ceiling or, yeah. or, or, or debris or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, she gets attacked. 
she fights her way out then they escape and get inside and then uh the big the big the big boss man is revealed and this was this is what made me again spoiled it was spoiled it for me however it got me to it got me to the dance so it got me to want to watch uh the movie and dude just the fact that you know what Fuck it. We're going to throw in Cthulhu at the end of this fucking movie. Yeah. And he showed up. And I love how it was mostly in darkness and in light. You know, it wasn't just like Cthulhu out and about like, hey, I'm Cthulhu. Hey. You know. <laughs> Could you imagine if that happened in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hey. Come on, guys. The big the big C guy here. What's happening? Yep. Yep. Anyway. God has arrived, Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> you will all kneel and bow down. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's just it's so fucking cool, man. And I've always been fascinated with the lore. I'm not I'm not mm. I'm not like all well versed in it, but I've, like I've the been, old been gods, fascinated the, yeah. with the lore and you know and, and, and throughout horror and sci-fi movies throughout generations, mm-hmm. everyone's been in, influenced by you know Lovecraft work. You know what I mean? So it's like you know you get a little bit of that Cthulhu world a little bit in movies like The Mist, right? Yeah, movies like In the Mouth of Madness, right? You get a little, you get a little taste here, here and there. And there's other films as well. I don't know if it's From Beyond. There's another movie out there. I can't remember the the main actor who played um, Jeffrey Holmes, who played in Reanimator, was in a movie that kind of teased with uh, the, the the Cthulhu the Cthulhu dumb. Gotcha. But I've always been fascinated with that kind of stuff, man. And uh, the unknown, the unknown is always more scary. You know, the unknown and uh, the, the, the the other dimensions, what's out there? You know, mm-hmm. what's trying to creep back in and, and, and fuck with us? That premise is is, is just, just very fascinating. And I always found it, Cthulhu, fascinating. And the fact that he just showed up, and it was really a bonus. Like, technically, they didn't have to do it. Yeah. They could have just, you know, they're just these, these miners. They dug a little bit too deep, and there's, there's we got creatures down here. There's the water Balrog, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the was was down the, too the... dangerous and too deep. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you see like a Gandalf in a scuba outfit? You shall not pass. <laughs> Damn, that'd be fun. But you hit the nail on the head when it came to the reveal of this creature. Because the yeah. beauty about the entire sequence is it didn't fully show what the fuck this yeah. thing was. And when it started to, my eyes started to go, holy shit, the scale of this thing is huge. Yeah. What a payoff. And they're yeah. parasites or barnacles that live yeah. on its skin. Or he's able to like summon them or control them or whatnot. And that yeah. made it even more crazier. Like yeah. this ancient whatever the fuck type of creature can, can, can control all these crazy ones as well like yeah what what are we where where are we where's aquaman when you need him <laughs> <laughs> greatest crossover movie ever oh he just <laughs> swims in and starts talking to him like hey julia andrews that's your sister right yeah knock it off kristen stewart you can go yeah, and you're and aquaman you're <laughs> well you, so, you think you so, think so about like as a, a, oh go ahead go ahead we just think about it as a production designer, right? And as somebody yeah. who's trying to get butts and seats, right. you don't want to reveal. Mm-mm. I mean, you don't want to reveal that because it's no. such, as you said, the culture, the Lovecraftian culture, the wonderment yeah. 
yeah. of a much bigger world that's out there. And that is, that exists. It's called our ocean floor. Mars is better mapped than our ocean floor. And the that very small part that I have seen, yeah. pictures and video don't do it justice. I mean, when you just see all the ecosystem, the life there. And that's only 60 to 100 feet. Okay, right. we're talking miles down, miles. So, yeah, in you know, in, in ancient cultures and ancient stories, when they talk about Leviathan, that always would captivate me as a kid. Be it a large whale or a giant squid, most likely what it was, but still a creature from the deep. You don't even know yeah. what it is. You're yeah. out fishing, you see this giant thing. Of course, it'd be a legend, you know. So yeah, yeah. I think they they really struck that chord well in this film yeah. to hit that type of uh, level. So, chat. I'm not going. We we just said that Cthulhu is in this movie, so it's a big spoiler. If, you, if you're, <laughs> anybody's coming in late right now, but I'm gonna at least. I'm not gonna show you what he looks like. I'm gonna at least. If you care, if you're curious about the movie, if you're curious about the movie, I'm not gonna show him what he looks yeah. like in the, right now. If you're still curious about it, even though you know he's there, then make sure you check out the movie. Uh, but if you if you if you guys don't even know who the fuck we're talking about, it's this guy. <laughs> Boom, son. Now, I, how long? How long? How many years have fans all over the world have wanted to see Cthulhu on a big scale, on a grand scale? Mm. Is this the closest we've had? On it's a grand scale. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's. I even think the creature, short, even though it's brief, I think the creature in underwater is bigger than that scale that what you showed. Um, I think it's probably oh, yeah. another third or twice as big as that. Yeah. And, you know, growing up with Godzilla and then in my timeline having Cloverfield and King Kong and others, you know, yeah, I love it. Love it. Mecha Godzilla, <laughs> hell yeah. I remember a kid, as a kid before I even did drugs on a Saturday watching those films where like a kid could talk to baby Godzilla and baby Godzilla could talk back. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Or am I crazy? Yeah. <laughs> right. Not one of my favorites. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's just ahead, like for that to exist, but it was before the internet, yeah. right? So you tell your parents, yeah, yeah. you tell your friends like, am I crazy or was this on TV? And then another kid who just happened to have TNT on that morning, he's like, oh, I saw the same thing. So thank God for the internet. Anyways, the, 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 the fascination with it, I think, is innate in our DNA because of this natural world that yeah. still fascinates us as humans, right? I mean, I, I remember visiting other countries and seeing different birds. Just just the way the birds look fascinating me. It's like, I've never seen a bird like that before, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, man. I, 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 I remember how fascinated people were about the Titanic and how that opened up more underwater exploration. But then when yeah. you would see some of these fish... And creatures down there, you're like, right. this, I don't want to go down there, man. <laughs> no, it's no. freaky. Yeah, it's freaky. But, but yeah, look it, at this. Look at this. It, who, yeah. who, who does not? There's squid. There's squid as big as that head. I did. Like, I'm not making that up. There's squid down there as big as that head. Oh god, for sure. Don't tell me that. Hundred <laughs> percent. But I, I'm all for any future uh, Cthulhu-like works. Uh, hopefully, we get more uh, Cthulhu type works on a grand scale. Uh, there was another movie called Dagon. I think that was solid. Uh, kind of dived, kind of kind of dived in it a little bit. Smaller budgeted movie. But I remember being okay. Uh, but yeah, it's almost like we we we're, we're like we're, 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 we dive in it. It's a little bit part of it, but it's not like fully explored to where. We can have this big budget franchise or big budget series 
Yeah. And I would love to see I would love to see something in that in that world. I would love to see something like that. Well these these and, medium budget films, when it comes to Hollywood and when I mean Hollywood, I don't mean just the Hollywood system that makes film. I mean filmmaking. So when it comes to filmmaking, we right. had the heyday of VHS and DVDs in the nineties and early two thousands. But that started to disappear because of streaming. Well, now with streaming, there's so much that's available. Right. For the mid-grade, the mid-tier budget, like the low-tier to mid-tier. And so much of it's going to be released on streaming now. So I see more films like Underwater being released, but being released on Netflix or HBO. That's or fine. Yeah, fine with me. I got my 65-inch OLED and my 5.1, hey. and I watched that thing in 4K, and it looked great. That's it. I'm coming over. Yeah. I'd love to have you. I'd love to have parties again, but unfortunately, I know. we I know. can't. I know. <laughs> we, should, we should maybe look at a watch party, though, together. That would be fun. In the future. That'd yeah, be fun. I'm yeah. down for that. But um, uh, let's get to... Now, did you have any issues? Would you have wanted... I know we're running out of time, and the movie's pretty much done, so we're running mm -hmm. out of time. The Cthulhu bonus was literally a, just a bonus. Uh, it wasn't the focus of the movie. It was just kind of a bonus, like for fans. Yeah. Would you have wanted more of a reaction from the crew to seeing Cthulhu? Like, in terms of, you know, paranoia, maybe one of them wets themselves, <laughs> or like, like loses their mind a little bit. Well, they see it. I mean, Smith and Smith and the research assistants see it before they get right. on the escape pods. And right. I, I mean, they're, you're in a state of shock for so long. That's true. When you That's finally... True. The beauty about the reveal of it is because you feel the earthquake and then you see the shadow of it like moving over the base and it cuts away for yeah. a second. You're like, holy fuck, this thing is huge. Yeah. And just the human mystery of it. I, like yeah. if it's either run down the hallway or stay and look at it, I'm probably going to stay and look at it because if I'm going to die, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, at least yeah. I die sawing something this, at least I died seeing yeah. what was killing me. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, me and Lady Fabwood were walking somewhere, you know, kind of like for exercise, and we were on a we were on a, a top hill, and we sat down and just, just chill for a little bit, and we we're just looking out at the the vastness of the area, and as a joke, I said, "So right now, Godzilla just shows up <laughs> fighting King Kong. What, what, what would you do?" Yeah. And she goes, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, we would we would watch." Yeah, we would watch. I, I, uh, it's, just, it's one of those things, man, yeah. where, you know, fight or flight, but it's like, I want to experience it. I don't want to yeah. fight it. Also, fight I it. think, I wanna... <laughs> yeah, I know. Also, I think at this point, it's almost like, now what? Yeah. Like I mean, saying, again, the state of shock. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the state of shock from the beginning the whole way through. You're just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean? It, so. it, it reminds me of uh, Deep Rising with Treat Williams. Yes. Famous catchphrase in that film. Now what? Yes. Something would always now escalate. What? That might that be another Fam episode. Famka Jensen. Whew, that's yeah. a good one. Hey, we'll 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 talk later. <laughs> Future episodes. We'll see. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so so go ahead and go ahead and end it. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here, right? In terms, I mean, wrap up the movie. I mean, yeah. So at the end of the movie, we got the big Cthulhu monster. We have yeah. the creatures coming. You see that they're like barnacles, or they live in the pockets of this giant Cthulhu, and he he's he's hungry, I guess, or he's tired of this drilling machine fucking up his house. <laughs> so 
He's straight he, start going King Kong on there. Yeah, like he's busting like, down the bass, like, smashing stuff up, grabbing pipes yeah. and shit, and stuff, stuff's blowing up. So they're trying to get out of there, and there's three skate pods left. And I love how Chris and Stewart's running in between these hallways to try to find which hallway's going to have them. Yeah. And two are good to go, and they get Smith in there, and he's like, no, I'll be the last one. These ladies are like, nope, you go. And I just love how everybody's acting naturally in the scene, like, I'll be the last one. No, I'll be the last one. And Kristen Stewart, again, is fulfilling the role of the captain, yeah. which is her character arc. And also she reveals <laughs> I, I, I didn't catch how she lost her fiancé, but her fiancé had passed away a while ago. And right. Smith was, like, best oh, friends oh, with oh. him. Yeah. So she's kind of like family, right? So she's mm-hmm. rescuing him. She's asking her, hey, you guys, like, T.J. Miller, T.J. Miller talks about it to him. He's like, hey, it looks like, you know, you got something good here before T.J. Miller dies. And then Kristen Stewart tells them, Are you love him? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, that's pretty cool. And yeah. you, know, you, you see that on script. You're like, that's pretty cool. How'd that line work? Kristen Stewart made that line say yeah. the way she said yeah. it, man. It was like, like natural delivery. Mm-hmm. And None then, of this. Uh, I'm acting now. <laughs> like, hey, we're in a fucked up situation. Hey, it's cool you love him. I think that's awesome. Yeah. All right, get in the fucking pod before I knock you out. Yeah. And then she punches her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I loved it. She's like, get in the pod. She's like, no, I'm not leaving you. Boom. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was like, that was so Han Solo. That was so Ripley. And that was so great. I mean, it was... Uh, it, it, when you write a script... You just really hope that your characters are true to themselves, and her doing that was so true to herself, and so it was just so great, man. It was like such a payoff for a character that is just trying to survive in this shit, right? So they get him right. in the escape pod. Third one doesn't work. They jettison the two. They're going, but guess what? Cthulhu's got uh, he's yeah. got some intelligence going because he's like, yeah. oh, these escape pods, children, go get them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, 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 no yeah. they're trying to get away. No, Worst no, fucking no, no. nightmares to yeah. have an intelligent Cthulhu, you know. <laughs> so Chris and Stewart, has, she has to, she has to make a decision. Yeah, and that's to blow the core. So I love this scene blowing the core. But you had issues with the dialogue, the narration, right? Just just the voiceover kind of like came out of nowhere type of thing where I know it connected to the beginning or tried to, but then at the end it's like, well, let's light this bitch up. And then she looks up <laughs> and it's just like, what? <laughs> it, would have, it would have been better if you had a bit of monologue, but then you yeah. just, I mean, it's it shot well yeah. enough that you get that you get it. But just give me yeah. a wide shot of her looking at Cthulhu and That's then... It. Saying, yeah, I mean, if it's one line, yeah. she would like uh, for Lovecraft. Or I don't know, <laughs> but it, it just it just was kind of odd. It just they, they didn't to get the her, right punch. They know? wanted her. They wanted to give her her your terminated line. That's you're terminated, fucker. Yeah, yeah you're terminated and I think it was more about the turning on the light or something. But just her her making the choice and watching the escape pods go up. Yeah. Um, you already got it. But, you know, sometimes you kind of want that Randy Quaid line in Independence Day. <laughs> Hello, boys. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's classic, you know. So they try, they try to get the... <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What a film. Randy oh, Quaid. Fun. But, yeah, I mean, and then you got... They make it to the top, and then all these news, newspaper clippings come out of, you know, oh... The, 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 the two survivors they're they're not giving they, we're not gonna 
talk about their interviews and there's all everything's a sh- yeah hush hush yeah. and they even mentioned the name of the company and what went through my mind was like is this the same company from cloverfield like is this is like a cloverfield movie again they get it they yeah. got us again uh but no i it was just yeah. the drilling company but yeah they're trying to keep the shit hush hush i don't know man there's a giant cthulhu monster walking around blowing up your bases i don't think the military is going to keep that shit hush hush <laughs> submarines are going to be flying through that shit it's Wayland. It's Wayland Utani. It's Wayland. <laughs> I always, I've always wanted to make or see a film that is like this standalone story. It's yeah. wonderful, but then at the very end, it's revealed that it's part of a larger, you know, yeah, larger thing. Secretly, mm-hmm. like not part of the MCU, not marketed that way. Just it clicks. Yeah. Um, M Night Shyamalan was the recent fi- filmmaker that was able to accomplish that with uh, Glass, which I haven't mm. seen yet um mm. yeah but i <laughs> i appreciated the build-up towards it right the anticipation was great yeah oh in underwater i really like smith his line what's the worst part of a roller coaster the line waiting in line ahead of time that right? was it's true man the, it's a same with scuba diving the worst part is when you're on that that boat and you got to jump jump in and deflate your bc and travel 60 feet down that's the hardest part once you're down you're golden you're you're good. It's just nice. yeah. It's so true. Again, being a that professional was a good situation. line to, to calm her down, man. That was great. Was, you know, Emily was so scared to even get in the suit and even get in the water. Yeah, and that was a great line. But when now, she was getting freaked is, out, yeah, I was oh, feeling yeah. the freak out. I was feeling the freak out, bro. Yeah. Where I'm like, I was happy she got she get, she actually got some balls later. Yeah, because I was yeah. like, please don't be like this for the entire movie till the end. But, <laughs> but like, can be you useful. use be useful at some point. <laughs> You know, but can you works. imagine? Well, she 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 drags um, yeah. Kristen Stewart back in when the big Cthulhu monster comes and blows up that pipe. That was a, that yeah. was a bit of a weird edit because it blows up and Kristen Stewart's flying through the water. But then okay. when it cuts back, it cuts to where her body's in a different position, and it's that type of editing that I'll just notice. Like, oh, whoa, oh, wait, <laughs> you guys like oh. skip forward in time during the explosion, so now it looks kind of awkward. It's just small. It's just small yeah. things like that, man. Yeah. Like yeah. that. Um, for for me, it may take me out, but I've been. This is part of my job. So for yeah. a lot of other people, it's totally fine. I get it. Yeah. Uh, Jonesy yeah, Cat well. seventy nine. Jonesy Cat seventy nine says also the company was called TN as in Lovecraft TN. That's what it was because they they made a, they made TN pop up in the company in a way that they didn't want you to miss the company name. Right. Okay. And I'm like Tian. Is that, Interesting. Is that anything? Lovecraftian. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very uh, happy that I this wasn't a waste of time for me. Mm-mm. And I was like, oh, Cthulhu's in it. I gotta watch it. And then I still hated it. I'm glad I still enjoyed it pretty much right yeah. off the start. Right off the start, it was no, no boring bullshit, no bland vanilla generic garbage. It was entertaining. It was intense. Had some fun creature designs, and you get a fucking Cthulhu bonus, son. That's right. Cthulhu came up. Hey, I'm Cthulhu. <laughs> Showed up. Destroyed some shit. I want to go back and just watch that part of that. Because <laughs> when that shadow's over the base, you're just like, what the fuck, man? I mean, it, 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 does, it does such a better job yeah. of both revealing the monster and still... Yeah. Still Keep not revealing mysterious. everything, you know, than yeah. Cloverfield, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very well done. Very well yeah. done. So, oh, the, 
The funny thing oh, that I wanted to make finally about the point of the couple that makes it that lives, Smith and Emily. Okay. That's a lot of pressure on them to make that relationship work. So many people, <laughs> their last words to them were like, hey, you better make this work, fucker, before I get my body dragged through a mining suit and before I blow up a Cthulhu monster. <laughs> Shit. Oh, uh, That's you imagine? a lot of pressure. Get out of the house. Take your ass back to Cthulhu. <laughs> You wonder what kind of couples therapy that would be. She's like, I dragged his ass across the entire ocean floor. My friend, my friend my blew birthday. up a monster bigger than New York City, and he can't even clean the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> See, that'd be a fun sequel. That'd That's be it. fun where it's just That's them it. in a relationship for the whole movie. They make it work, and at the end, you see like a little. Uh, Alter to all the people that died <laughs> on, on the mining crew. It's a romantic comedy. You uh, know, if they were smart, well, the problem is, is that it didn't make its money back. But if it, yeah. if they were smart, though, this could have been a new franchise, but just in the Cthulhu verse. Yeah, like you don't have to necessarily sequel underwater, but you can make another movie linking it. You know what I mean? I think you know. A lot done, done a lot better than the Cloverfield franchise. Sure, I mean you have a you have a the T and Company is investigating something way out in the forest, yeah. and it's some other creature, you yeah. Know, um, where it's the comp it's the company that's why do they pick the specific drill site? You know, you could dive into more of what the captain knew and what the company knows, and yeah, yeah. I mean, the, 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 there's a potential there, but it's the it's the multi dimensional kaiju type of thing yeah. right kind of feeding into that and you yeah. know you're, you're, you're a kaiju fan so underwater is something that you really appreciated seeing and what these characters went through and i think i think it's a fine film i definitely recommend oh it. man i really i'm gonna buy it yeah I, I think it. i'd love to see the behind the scenes stuff especially with how they made the suits because the suits looked so real and practical oh, yeah. And yeah effective and yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to buy it. I don't, I don't know if it's on 4K, but I'm, I'm going to look into it, though. Jo uh, JonesyCat79 in chat asks, is it better than Deep Star 6? I haven't seen that film, yes. so I'd have to defer to you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing, you can like Deep Star 6. There's nothing wrong with that. But, uh, yeah, it's got Cthulhu in it. Come on. If you were to watch... Cthulhu if you, or If you crab. had a choice between... Pandora. Again, I repeat, Cthulhu <laughs> or Giant Crab. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. between the two that we watched, Pandorum and Underwater, I think if I can only choose one to watch again, I would I would watch either one if like friends wanted to watch it or yeah. if it was just happened to be on, I'd I'd sit through it, but I think if I were to choose one over the other, it would be Underwater. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not knocking Pandorum. No, not at all. Just be, just yeah. because of the subject matter and the area, but I would totally recommend both. Yeah, both of them are exciting. Uh, not no, you can definitely get entertainment uh, out of both. And yeah. is it really that bad? Is it really as bad as Rotten Tomatoes critic rating of forty seven percent? Come on, no, you couldn't even get it to certified fresh. What? 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 What was there to complain for that much? Uh, How can you give the Last Jedi in the '90s critic rating and underwater forty-seven? <laughs> It's so bad. It's like you couldn't even get it to sixty, dude. Yeah. Oh, it's like, it come will, on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so, a solid B. I mean, it's a solid B yeah. and B plus. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Uh, 
even, as much as you've enjoyed it, uh, what would make it uh, an A for you? It did. It had it had some jarring editing. It didn't let some scenes breathe, and that's the biggest issue with modern day storytelling and film, and why longer scenes and longer takes stand out because it allows the actors in the scene to breathe, especially in action. Yeah. Um, and just some some of the action got a little bit lost, like when they were underwater in the trench and then the creature hits them and two of them fly away. I couldn't tell who got hit other than the captain. I really couldn't tell what was happening. You know, if it's part of the confusion, sure. Maybe some wider shots, maybe. Yeah, just wide. Just swoop in. Just go go for the wider shots, but the reason why, the reason why they go for the quicker shots is because it's easier to mask the CGI. It's easier to mask the effects. But yeah, just some wider shots to give me a better sense of scale. Yeah. Not just with the facilities, but the facility within the trench, right? right? Like I needed right. something a little bit larger. Um, but smaller nit- nick picks like that really would yeah. make it an A. It just it yeah. really came, for these two films it came down to editing. It came down right. to editing. Right. Um, but everything else, I, I would say, all the crew, the staff should be super proud. And I oh, think, yeah. you know, it's been out what a year. Yeah. Um, Pandorm's yeah. been out for over a decade, and look at how positive we're talking about Pandorm. I'm sure in the same amount of time, Underwater is going to be. Over a decade, God damn it! I know, <laughs> crazy. I think Underwater is going to inspire. I think what happens in in for me is I get inspired, or pieces yeah. of films will inspire me. Right. And Kristen Stewart's character, the professionalism of the actors, and just the overall way of utilizing this space, uh, I can see many filmmakers being inspired by this film in the future for sure. Not surprised. The score is a lot higher, son, for the for the audience. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Audience well, loved it's, it. It's the funny thing about <laughs> January, man. Fuck you, it's January. It's oh, just sending a signal to man. your audience. Hey, don't waste your time with this one. Wait till it's out on streaming. <laughs> and you know, some, some films can be great, but they just get lost in the shuffle of distributors, yeah. where they decide, ah, yeah. we don't believe in this film as much. We're going to release it in January. You know. Yeah, it's sad. But some I don't know. Sometimes it's it's warranted though. Because sometimes there's some horrible movies. Oh yeah, I mean that's why like, the month exists. <laughs> yeah. But so underwater has survived, chat. It has survived. We have given it the thumbs up. It is not as bad as Rotten Tomato has said, as stated. No. And uh, they can go fuck themselves. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, right, people can leave a positive review. You know, in the, in the audience <laughs> yeah. section. All right, let's go to the uh, let's go to the chat now. Chat, let us know again if we missed because we're so busy uh, talking about the movies. We may have missed uh, some of your comments here, but let us know what you guys thought of Pandorum and Underwater and some other underwater creature feature recommendations. Mm. Uh, we would like to watch those uh, as well. Well, even T.J. Okay. Miller says, "Oh, what is this? Twenty thousand leagues under the sea? Shit." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly, buddy. Uh, you know what movie you're in. You know what movie you're in. All right. uh, Nat enjoys the movie. All yeah, right. I'm scrolling through chat. A lot of people seem to enjoy it. All right. Nice. A sexy sumo says, "What's better, underwater or the abyss?" Ah, uh, it's two two different type of films. One, it's a threat. The discovery is the threat, and abyss. The discovery is friendship 
or curiosity. Hmm. Uh, what was the last time you saw this? It's been a while. I was just thinking yeah. that it's been a while. Yeah, the the, the under the, the underwater aliens did not like destroy and kill all the crew. <laughs> they were they I, were kind of well they were kind of welcoming. Yeah, because I get so. that confused with Sphere with Dustin Hoffman oh, and Quinn and Tifa. You know, so long. I, my my mind will will have the image of both those two movies if either one of the titles are mentioned. So I'm like. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> I gotta gotta categorize. Let's see. We have here. Uh, yes, this Alan, is a good give, one. Give, give underwater a watch. All right. Uh, Tribal Chief says Cthulhu. I feel like seafood now. All right. <laughs> Let's see yeah, here. Lobster. Orlando's recommending Calamari. it. Uh, the Man Hammer says underwater is spin on my neck. Fantastic. Tribal Chief uh, gives Pandorum eighty two and underwater seventy nine. That's right. That's right. Let's see. All right. Aknogoji. He liked Underwater, said it was entertaining. All right. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Underwater underwater gave me confidence uh, in order to buy a ticket for a movie starring Kristen Stewart in the the future. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Unlike the the other Twilight guy in uh, Pandorum. <laughs> oh, the young, the young yeah. Dennis Quaid. Was, was he in Twilight? I think he was in one of them. Man, I haven't Some, seen those movies. Sure, with the first like one. That. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure, he's got rock hard vampire abs. That's what I told my trainer. <laughs> what do you want? I want vampire abs. This is Pacific Northwest, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jonesy Cat liked Underwater. All right, okay. There you go, Gilbert. It's on HBO Max. Give it a shot, buddy. Uh, he says he could Pandora 70. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, the, the movie Dojo Army, they know what's up. They yeah, know what's up. Good taste. Good that's taste. Right. You recognize what the film is, too. It's like, oh, this is an <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Nobody said it is. <laughs> oh, it's not yeah. Shakespeare. Nobody said it is. It's a sci-fi. It's a sci-fi adventure. Pandorum is a bunch of Germans and British that's people it. trying to put it together <laughs> for underwater. <laughs> uh, who knows what was who was behind it? But it felt like an international crew as well. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and it's it, flair. It, that that's why there's so many different genres of film, mm-hmm. and uh, we it's like a, it's it's a plethora. We have a plethora <laughs> out there. You know what I mean? So it's like, and that's that's great. Can you imagine watching the same genre all the time and, and, and like nothing new? Got to mix yeah. it up. No, you got it. You got to mix you know, it up. When you and... feel like watching the good when Goodfellas, then you watch Goodfellas. You feel like watching Evil Dead too. Electric Boogaloo. Watch some Evil Dead too. <laughs> you know, good, man? enjoy it. Have an I'm the guy mind. with the gun. That's, yeah. from, that's from the third one. That's from the third Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah but genre is great, but genre. What's the beauty about genre is that it's self-referential, and a lot of times, an alien paved the way. Oh yeah. For so many of these films. Oh yeah. That when you have a moment where you think T.J. Miller and Smith are going to get killed by that creature coming out of the guy's body, like, oh no, we took it out with our weapons. Like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, it's kind of yeah. you're able to flip the trope on its head a little bit, play with it, bring your own style in your remix, but don't sacrifice the characters or at least the character arcs. And that's what they did with Underwater. So yeah, you know, like when I see critics like, oh, it doesn't add anything. It doesn't do this. Doesn't do that. It added a goddamn giant monster underwater that's going to creep me the fuck out when I go scuba diving again. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's added to the film repertoire. <laughs> Yeah, Jaws did it too. Jaws did mm-hmm. it first back in the day. Nobody wanted to go swimming. You know? 
You know, yeah. you know what I found fascinating. Uh, uh, Roger Corman. Uh, you know, we all love that guy for what he's accomplished. Uh, just tons of B to C movies, but some really some. There's some good work out there for Roger mm-hmm. Corman. But it was interesting because when Jaws came out, he literally said, "We're done." This is a real quote from him. He said, "We're finished," because now. That was his, you know. That was his genre, the monster movie type movie. Yeah. That was his thing. So now Jaws, kind of, it's not not really a monster flick, but it still has that creature feature aspect to it. But it's so much more, mm-hmm. and it's a smash. So he was just like, "Oh, we're fucked." <laughs> I thought, you know, I found that fascinating. But, uh, you know, you you can kind of say the same thing with Star Wars, right? Star Wars was a remix of the serials and Flash Gordon, and taking yeah the or or the orchestrations of the different planets. I mean, the orchestration of Mars is so close to the Empire Strikes Back, but it's because they were influenced by it. They went, "I love these things. Let me tell my own version of it. Yeah. Put this element together. Yeah. Put this element together here. You mix it together, and oh my God, you have the greatest story ever told." So right. it, there's so much beauty. I feel in that. Um, but what's tough, what's more difficult today compared to like if a film like uh, Underwater was made, let's say, 10 years ago, is there's so much noise. There's so many things out there that people can watch. And people's yeah. time isn't just the films, but it's the YouTube streams, the gaming streams, the video games that are coming out, all that stuff. So you have to really punch through. And if you can't do it in 15 seconds in a trailer... Right, you're not going to get people to watch, and I think both of these films uh, were hurt by that, as you said yeah. at the very beginning. Yeah, it's it's sad, but but luckily there's badass just like us. That's right. That's right. The movie Dojo <laughs> Army chat, spread the word. That's right, spreading the word, letting people know that these movies are are really good, and people should give them a shot and check it out. I don't know, out of curiosity, uh, if you're, if you're bored and you got nothing to do. Um, did you uh, check out our Alien Three stream? Unless you unless you unless you hopped in, is Alien Three really that bad? We, we uh, that was another episode we did. I don't know if you were in that stream, but if you you know, like in the comment, like if you're yeah, in, yeah, I popped in for a bit. Um, yeah, and check it out. I mean, you know, watch the rest of it when you can. Yo, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I was able to. Sometimes when I play World of Warcraft, I'll listen to you guys in the background. Even if I'm, I remember one time I was in chat, you're like, "Oh, Joshua, I don't know you're still here." I'm like, "Oh, I marathon this bitch <laughs> the whole time." Um, but the thing about you know the thing about Alien Three, uh-huh. and when you start to learn about the things that were happening in order for the film to get made and the struggles and issues with the script, yeah. it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Yeah. Um, and it goes off this principle. Thanks, I have Marcos. the same. What's yeah. up, Marcos Flores? You have the same. Uh, you have the same kind of issue with Terminator: Dark Fate, where it's like, you you were with these characters, you went through hell with them, right? And then all of a sudden, you're introduced to a new scenario where none of that stuff really mattered. It's like ah, that's such a that's such a blow to the audience that loved those previous experiences. You're, you're, it's like you're asking too much. You're asking too much of the audience and the character. And I think that's kind of the core issue with Alien 3. I mean, fucking Hicks is dead as soon as you right. show up. And the guy's... Right. It's crucial in saving them in two, right? So it's... I know. It's a, it's a gut punch. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I can't argue against people who hate it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, but, I get it. Like, me and Lady Fabla, we're like, we totally understand. We just looked at it from a different perspective. 
but, but Omega on 32, thanks for the dono, man. He says, hail. Fast MR guys, sorry I'm late. Saw underwater. Good one. And the Alpha Legion bends the knee to the awesome Fast MR guy, <laughs> Lady Bad Blood. And Joshua Gray. That's right. You're, yeah, joining, yeah. you're, joining, you're joining the call. The movie Dojo Army is soon going to be the Joshua Gray Army. That's right. We're going <laughs> to show some support back. Cool, Chat, make sure it. you guys, uh, after we're done streaming here, make sure you go to Joshua Gray's channel and subscribe. Uh, he's got a lot of great content there. He, he has the voice of an angel. Oh, thanks. That's right. If you're having a bad day, just play one of his videos in the background. His soothing, <laughs> angelic voice will calm all your... <laughs> I'm trying. Hey, you're gonna you're gonna pay me, right? You're hey, we're all, yes, indeed, right, cool. man. You get a commission off that. We're all trying. <laughs> we're all trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're oh, all man. trying. But yeah, I, like I, you know, back to Alien Three really quick. We won't talk about Alien Three that much, but uh, I get, I totally get the because that was my first reaction too. I was like, oh no, but but they expanded the lore. With Alien Three, I believe. Yeah. I think Chat pointed this out during your episode. So again, you guys should all check it out because it was a good conversation. I believe Alien Three is what introduced that the aliens would take on the characteristics of their hosts. So you have the right. dog yeah. that started to act like a dog. I kind of I don't know if there was any other ones in that film in particular. But then you think about Aliens versus Predator and the Predator aliens that their right. big mulking menaces you're like yeah, oh geez. shit this is like from the video games you know so <laughs> have you heard since you you know you're you, you're you're kind of in the know when it turn when it comes to the movies and stuff like that mm -hmm. uh a lot, a lot more so than me me i find out from you but <laughs> but um the predator movie so what's going on do you know anything about the new predator movie coming out any any news on it anything? no uh, what I do know is the fallout. It's its own thing, right? Yeah, I mean, what like I do know was the Shane Black yeah. effort didn't work. No. Uh, I had a lot of respect for Shane Black. Shane Black was in the original Predator, so this was a pretty cool kind of like full circle for him. I really enjoyed the nice guys. <laughs> yeah, nice guys is fun. Fun film. Good, yeah. witty script, adult humor. I like that film a lot, too. Um, but I think the studio, again, fucked that movie up, didn't they? Yep. It's, it's these committees, man. It's these committees that are so reliant on their profits coming from China. Yeah. So like, well, we have to make this work. We have to make that work. We can't do... I mean, look at the this entire... Is, this is for the committee. <laughs> exactly. For the committee. For the committee. Fucking, up, fucking up all our favorite movies, goddammit. Han Solo said it best. He's like, I'm not going to be dictated to by a committee. And then Leia's chasing after him. I'm not a committee, you know? <laughs> it, it's, it's exactly that because... Somebody somebody will show the film to a focus group, and the focus yeah. group will say, oh, I didn't like how this happened in the film, even though it's crucial to the entire plot and the thematic elements of the film. So then somebody from the studio who doesn't understand the intention or the, or the storytelling beat instead yeah. sees the profit margin that they could lose if they don't cater to that group. So they gotcha. make the change, and they realize the change fucks everything up. That's yeah. happened, that happens a lot. Just Filmmakers, it's just go ahead. Like it's just like common sense, though. Like, why would like some of the changes for some of these movies? Like, why would you change? Like, why would you do that? You've already have other predators teaming up with the mercenaries to fight the Uber Predator. The, the, there's a, there's a couple of clips from that in the trailer. Yeah. Why did you take all of that out? Like, I just I don't I don't get it, man. No, it's, it's it's really really frustrating because. 
even as audience members, you can see what they were going for. You could see the kernels of it, and you're like, oh, the, the what ifs. Like, And that's how half, half these fuckers have built a career off YouTube is all the what ifs and what if I did it videos. Right, right. But it's true. Yeah. I mean, the entire, the entire Star Wars fandom menace, which half those people are crazy now, it turns out, but the other half hit the nail <laughs> on the head. This is not right. This doesn't yeah. fit Star Wars lore. I'm unhappy right. about this. I love women. What the fuck are you talking about? Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the natural, authentic, this doesn't add up. Um, and it's because of committees. It's because yeah. whatever type of vision or decision-making creatively got yeah. mixed in business-wise, right? Gotcha. And it's very tough because at the end of the day, Samurai, business is what makes the films in the first place, right? You have to get the, the, the money borrowed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You just have to have everybody believed in the, believe in the story. Even the shareholders, even the investors, they have to believe in the story Yeah. before you even take it to a focus group. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're, just, you're just making a film paint by numbers. And it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna be. It's like uh, pop music today. It's gonna be a hit for a season, and yeah. then nobody's gonna ever remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what exactly. happens. When you chase trends. You yeah. cash that's why in. I live and... in the metal. That's why I'm yeah. a metalhead. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, with, with Predator, you know, I, I, the Mandalorian season two finale gave me a lot of hope. Yes. And a lot of optimism. Overall. Yeah. But it also showed that people who respect the core of what this character is and combine it with the actor that brought it to life, combine it with the character effects that bring it to life, combine yeah. it with the principles of using a puppet over CGI. I mean, all of these things are what make the magic happen, and it takes a team of people. The team yeah. that made Predator happen, they don't exist as a team anymore. I mean, this was years and years ago. Yeah. So already when somebody says, oh, we're going to do Predator, Predator 2, Predator 3, whatever, if it's not the same creative team, I already can't have the same expectation. And unfortunately, that's what corporations do. They go, oh, it's Predator, so you know it's going to be good. Like, no, I don't. I don't now because you fucking ruined that. Uh, and it, <laughs> that that's your committee voice from now on at all times. Because they look at the, they look at the word. Yeah. Your committee, you got to use that voice. <laughs> It's Predator, damn it. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to have any lightsaber fights in The Last Jedi! <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's the final say of the committee. Skywalker, yeah. Make sure you don't cut out the scene where he drinks blue titty milk. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. Smashing. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. We're going to make a third Death Star! <laughs> <laughs> We gotta sell toys, goddammit! And, and yeah. check this out. It's gonna yeah. be even bigger it's gonna than be the previous one. It's gonna ah, be a whole fucking planet! <laughs> you know, what, what's what's so frustrating is that every creative person that wanted to bring that film to life, any film to life, they're yeah. not, in my experience, they're not showing up on set going, how can we disappoint the fans today? You know, that's not really the vibe. Yeah. Everybody is there trying to make it a success. <laughs> And when the people who are not on the set, who oh, didn't write the script, sense. who don't yeah. know what lens to pick, let alone what camera's being used, yet they yeah. get to be the ones that dictate the major story beats because they're in charge of the money. And that's where you have the complete disconnect from the audience. Star, Star Wars, 
The sequel trilogy, I respect technically, but the story did not work. The finances prove that. And Mandalorian Season 2 proves that. When you have competent people that know what they're doing, let them do it. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, they'll be successful. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it really was a, a, a culling and a personal kind of call to action to go... Now I know why George Lucas stepped away from Hollywood. Now I know why yeah. Peter Jackson prefers to stay in New Zealand is because it feels like they, they, George Lucas and Lucasfilm and his ranch and Skywalker was surrounded by all the audio team, the video effects, all the people that make the magic. And all right. those same people that make the magic, they're making Mandalorian. Ben Burt, the mm -hmm. audio guy, he played Boba Fett in the prequels. And he got to play him again in Mandalorian. Yeah. You know, that's that's where the magic is. You can't... You can't <laughs> sprinkle some fairy dust and throw some corporate money and say it's the same magic, but it's not the same people. Gary right. Kurtz, producer of Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, he directed, he helped direct all the Dagobah scenes with Yoda. Gary Kurtz oh. was instrumental in the success of Star Wars. Gary yeah. Kurtz did not return for Return of the Jedi because he felt that it was being too commercialized and that the Ewoks were being sold for toys. You know, so it's not, I still love Return of the Jedi, but it's not, not the yeah. same people, not the yeah. same magic. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> I got some requests. Hold on. Oh, it's me, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, gotta do. You're fired. Go ahead. Oh. Yeah, fired. <laughs> you Shit. The committee oh, voice. The committee is fired. Sounds like Nick Nolte taking a shit. That's where I'm <laughs> You're a Mandalorian. That's it. Vince McMahon's voice is pretty. From now on the studio, that's it. Oh, my God. Oh, right. Nick Nolte should have read that here, last man. Jedi script. He goes, Ryan Johnson, what is this shit? I applaud your efforts for trying to subvert expectations, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, what no. the fuck would you cast Benicio Del Toro and waste his talents that's what the committee should have said folks subscribe to my YouTube channel Mr. Joshua Craig yes. please do it's uh, right here that's why I got him on the show man he's too entertaining oh my god he's got me crying over here hey you set oh, me up man. man I just knock him down oh <laughs> uh, whatchamacallit um, I have uh, spoken I have spoken <laughs> Marco says, I'll take the Ewoks over Porgs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the Ewoks actually were part of the they did deeper stop. story of the indigenous yeah. people rising up and stopping the invaders. Oh, my God. Uh, let's see here. Dan <laughs> the Undertaker. Those Demand. flames can only mean that Kane is coming! <laughs> uh, Demand Hammer says, have I seen Drive Angry? And a great value, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Great value? I don't know what that is. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, I have Drive Angry on Blu-ray. I have not watched it yet. But uh, thanks for reminding me that I, I own it. <laughs> That's Nicolas Cage, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm, I haven't seen yeah. it either. I've seen Drive with Ryan Gosling. That movie really surprised me. I rented it, and I liked it so great. much that I bought it. I, I got that and the soundtrack. really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Drive Angry. I heard was just like just a lot of fun. I heard it's a fun action flick, so I haven't. I just haven't got around it. You might you might get a sense of a theme here with a lot of 
hey, have you seen this? I have it on Blu-ray, but I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> hey, physical media, it's good to have, man. You know, um, streaming <laughs> is the future, but it just makes physical media that much more important. Just like vinyl. You can't yeah. get the sound of vinyl through a digital medium, and yeah. you can't get a crystal clear picture outside of disc. Sony, with their streaming service, is now saying, oh, you can get it. But it's like, well, I have one gig up and down internet speeds in SeaTac, and I feel like a goddamn god. <laughs> so how's the rest of America going to enjoy 4K? It's like, hey, we're going to boot up. Uh, moving 4K, we're going to give it six hours to load, so we'll check it out later. You know, I don't know why I turned into David Lynch, but that's how long it's going to take to load Twin Peaks in 4K. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey. You know, I mean, it, it, both sides have their perks, you know, like streaming yeah, and their perks, but... I mean, I haven't bought a physical video per- game in years. It's all been digital for me. Yeah, it's probably... Is that easier? In terms of it, spa- saving space, right? Yeah, it saves space. If I want to get a collector's edition or a statue that comes with a collector's edition, I'll consider it. But with, you know, with the digital receipt and the way these game platforms and Steam have existed for years now, I have games that I bought on Steam, on PC, like the Mass Effect trilogy, Mass Effect Two is one of the best video games of all time. Three is one of the biggest disappointments of all time. Um, <laughs> speaking of, of sci-fi ending, disappointments, right? yeah, the uh, <laughs> the knowledge that I can just go back and play any time on any computer that I download in the future is great because the yeah. I still have VHS tapes that my dad decided to keep because my, my I told my parents, hey, you can probably get rid of all of them. They're like, oh, we're gonna keep them just in case for the grandchildren. I said, your grandchildren are not gonna be using VCRs, but cool. But yeah. now, like VHS is retro, and people are getting yeah. V, it's you know, those players. Decoration and, now. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a token, you know, it yeah. uses tokens. So there's some there's some value there, um, in retro and whatnot, and that that's always going to exist in human culture, in my opinion. Yeah. There's always going to be that clinging for the real, the tangible, uh, especially yeah. after being in quarantine for a long time, man. I think people are going to kind of crave for something they can touch. Right. Yeah, that's true. But for video games, um, it's because a, you have that library that that's why I think it's different than film. It's because the video game will always be the newest version um, yeah. that you can download. You know, aren't they remastering the Mass Effect games? And they are. Direction? Yeah, I'm gonna you, I'm gonna be making a it? lot of content around that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll be doing you're, some you're, live you're plays. Play the I'll play. I'll play through the third one and explain to everybody how to fuck up a franchise. <laughs> uh, yeah. That should be the name of the video. <laughs> what went wrong well yeah. you know the, the the first one is such an amazing setup yeah and introduces characters that will stand the test of time when it comes to the mythos of video games the second one is like the empire strikes back it's yeah. focused on missions so you know your crew better each of the crew members have you know different personalities but you give a shit and yeah. the amount of time you invest in your crew makes a difference in the last battle and how you organize and strategize with your crew. So all the side missions, everything that you do in the game, it all matters. And all the missions are actually actually compelling. The love story is compelling because you can kind of choose who you, yeah. you know want to pursue. Right. So it just felt like they distilled all of the best, the best of what they learned about those type of story-driven RPGs and perfected yeah. it in the second one. And then took a giant shit. <laughs> oh, man. Well, ambition. I think they just were overly ambitious, and the studio was telling them they had to pump out the game in a certain time frame. And just the narrative was not going to stand up to what we expected as an audience. But, yeah, it's... You I'm, know, now that they're remastering it, why don't they just fix the ending? Fuck it. 
while they have an alternate choice. If they're redoing everything, yeah, make a new ending. Or I would at least have an extension. Um, but yeah, Jonesy Cat seventy nine again talks about the same problem I've been talking about earlier. The same people that made the magic of the first games don't work at that company anymore. Oh, and so the expectation of them cranking out another hit that's going to feel or at least have a same semblance of quality, it's not. Yeah. And they they tried to release a force game of the force game, a fourth game. They forced right. a fourth game. Oh, uh, right. Called... I saw the glitches. Oh my yeah. god. Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, I played it for about two minutes and went, wow, no. <laughs> two minutes already. <laughs> yeah. I don't eat undercooked meals. I don't play underbaked games. Yeah. Yeah. It's a waste it's of, a waste of time. Speaking of, I'm assuming you're not playing Cyberpunk right now. Dude, I worked with with CD Projekt Red on their previous game, Witcher, Witcher and Gwent. I made a video series for them that you can look up right now called oh. Be a Pro. I got this yeah. slick, kick-ass haircut that kind of the Witcher kind of had with nice. my head shaved on the side. But yeah, it was it was breakdown guides on how to maximize your gameplay in, in the end game, like the the best armor breakdowns, the best. Um, strategies for your builds if you wanted to be like sleek and fast or more of a beefier role and i loved working with cd project red the developer they're perfectionists and i would work with them go ahead do you have a cyberpunk on pc maybe that's where it's right that's where it's running yeah i have it on pc yeah so leading up to cyberpunk being released um, two summers ago, I was working at E3, the big video game convention in L.A., and my friends at, at CD Projekt Red were there, and they were so excited. You could tell they were so excited. And they asked me, hey, are you going to be in the audience? Are you going to be there? I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. They're like, all right, great, great, great. Yeah. So I'm in the audience, and that's when they revealed Keanu Reeves was in the game. And I had no right. idea. And then Keanu Reeves showed up, and that's one of the most electrifying moments I've ever been a part of. Yeah. You're uh, breathtaking. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> moment, right? So this goodwill... And this hype from the the gameplay footage that I saw back in 2018 and 2019, I'm super ecstatic and excited for this game. Then it's delayed, which I don't mind delays. I'd rather it be right the first time. It's delayed again. Right. And uh, the pandemic hits, but they still release it. Right. I right. played the first hour and a half, and I streamed it as a nomad. Yeah. And two things became very clear to me. One... All the content that I'm playing, I've seen because they've showed it, which is cool. It's fine. It's when you get later yeah. in the game is when you see the new stuff. But two, this doesn't feel done. I mean, there's a feeling that you get when you played enough video games. Like, it's not loading as fast as it should. The frame rate, the frame rate's not as good as it should. The driving yeah. feels off. Right. Um, the NPCs walking around the town don't feel like they have their own lives. Now, if you look at it as a game you've never played a game before, like this game looks amazing. But this right. game promised so many features that weren't there. They promised one of the biggest feature was to have a th- um, third-person cutscenes. So the camera would be, you know, in the room, and you'd see your character have dialogue and be right. part of a scene. They took all that out. So all like oh, the clothing wow. and the customization of your character, you hardly ever see it. That right. was that was the biggest fuck this for me oh, because man. I don't like playing a game. Where yeah. the story narrative thread is always going to be first person, but I'm like, doesn't matter right. what jacket I wear, what pants I wear, all that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I just felt that if they promise features, and if it's having this many bugs at the get go, it's not for me right now. I'll play it when it's done, when they when they add more features or they fix yeah. the bugs. I think but, that's what everybody else is doing. They're just waiting. 
Yeah, it just it wasn't the game that I was sold. It was not right. the game that I was sold. Right. And right. that is a lie. Well, <laughs> which pretty, sucks. Yeah. Cuz yeah. I love these people. And I and I doesn't yeah. feel like they would do this other uh, if it wasn't for shareholders with a, a knife to their throat, you know? That's yeah. probably why else would you ruin a reputation like this. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool that you were part of the Witcher 3 creation, man. That's pretty dope. Uh what do you think of the series? Of the Witcher series, the TV series, uh-huh. I think it's great. I mean, the fact that Henry Cavill plays the video game and understands the fandom, the fandom here in the West really started yeah. to get to know the Witcher because of the video game series. The book is a popular book in Poland. It takes the more the ancient Eastern European folklore and folk tales and puts a spin on them. Um, right. Which is why it was very, uh, very popular, but also seeps into the deeper sadness and misery and despair that Eastern Europe experienced during World War One and World War Two. Right, um, right. So it's right. more dark, grim, but great. And uh, I think they did a real good setup enjoy- with the series. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed the first season. I, I what is the second season coming out this year? Right? Maybe this fall. Okay. It's, it's going to be. Yeah. It's not going to focus that much on Henry, right? Because he got injured, right? I don't. I didn't read. I didn't read that um, headline about him having oh, an injury. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, I just. I know that the, one of the biggest complaints was the jumping back and forth in the timeline in the first season, and right. it's a lot to set up. It's a lot between the different empires and the with Siri and her family, but you. You got the meat and potatoes of the setup, so when Siri and Geralt meet in the forest, you could just feel the yeah. weight of both those characters and fate intertwining them, and that's what they had to accomplish in the first season, and they did. So I think they're going to yeah. do even better in the second season. And the other thing that they did very, very well was Yennefer. I think they cast Yennefer perfectly. Yeah, I was. I enjoyed it, man. And Cavill was a badass. Yeah. I wanna, oh yeah, the I wanna, sword. I wanna, I wanna how quick Cavill he is. Fucking people yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's funny is you have Superman playing a mutant. And, <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> you know. So and now he's, he's Sherlock Holmes on Netflix. All, he's all genres, all genres, <laughs> all genres. Yeah, I want him to still play Superman. I think he's yeah. a great Superman. You know, I had my qualms with Man of Steel in my twenties, and then I watched it again in my thirties, and I liked it much more as a film because I could see the bigger picture Zack Snyder was going for. Yeah, I, I was used to the Christopher Reeve, Tom Welling, Smallville. That's... Yeah. Superman, yeah. and that's not the Man of Steel Superman. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's this is a darker world, starker world. Yeah. But I was Superman. the same way when I when I watched it. I was happy about the action and the badassity because I've always wanted to see Superman be a badass on screen with, with yeah. epic fights. I've wanted been wanting to see that for years, even though I I grew up with the Christopher series. Um, uh, but I felt empty, like something didn't feel right when I came out of the theater. Even though I like the action, something didn't feel right. I don't know why. And then when it when it came out on Blu-ray way later, I watched it again, and then I liked it more mm. watching it again. Yeah. So sometimes it takes because you know my expectations were like through the roof though. <laughs> I was like, I mean, so were yeah. so many people because what was attached to Man of Steel is that it was being produced by Christopher Reeve, right? So we were expecting the same yeah. level of yeah. Dark Knight. And this Christopher Reeve, you mean Nolan? Yeah, I'm sorry, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, no. yeah. Okay. Christopher Nolan. My my yeah. apologies, Christopher Nolan, That's The Dark right. Knight. Um, so you have that battling against the expectation of the Christopher Reeve audience, 
And so after the dust settled getting past that point, you see the film for what it is, and it stands up. It does stand up. Um, yeah. I just think that was a real tough call from Zack Snyder and his team to make. Yeah. But but the the overall, you know, picture of Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and then Justice League is Superman makes the full arc of him being the symbol of truth, justice, and what should be, you know, I used to say the American way, but what should yeah. be the American <laughs> way, you know, what should be truth and justice for all. Um, and to see him become that emblem, that's a captivating story that helps us get out of the nine 11 attitude that man of steel is being produced in and into a brighter world that we all enjoyed. Yeah. But we really didn't get that. No. We had a committee go, ah, let's put our doomsday in that movie. <laughs> let's, let's kill Superman totally unearned. We gotta catch up to MCU, <laughs> goddammit! Uh. <laughs> make sure we kill kill Superman off at the end too. Yeah, and, and don't, make don't worry, Lois will go find a spear that's underwater. Yeah, don't make Doomsday look like Doomsday. Make him look like a gray a, a gray Shrek with no deck. Yeah, yeah. They just oh, they just man. tried to they tried to make Batman v Superman too many things at once. Yeah, and that's why well, that's another movie where again I had the same kind of reaction. Like I love the badassity, I love the, the warehouse fight, I loved all mm -hmm. that, but something still felt like it was missing. I was still disappointed. But then later, <laughs> when I watched the extended, when you book, saw the director's cut, the yeah. extended cut, yeah, when the plot actually made more sense, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, begin. So, are you gonna? Committee. Are you going to review the committee? Are you going to review um, the Zack Snyder cut? Oh yeah, for sure. You okay. know, I I, I support him. Um, we're going to review it too. I don't yeah, know if we'll do I, a live stream or regular review. We'll see. I look forward to him being able to accomplish his vision, and I know it's part of the grander scheme for AT and T in order to have content, but. There needs to be some motherfucking healing in this space. Yeah. Because yeah. if you are, I mean, if you, if you are beyond excited, your wildest dreams are coming true to be a part of a Superman or Batman production. Yeah. And you got to go through this much bullshit. It, <laughs> you know, look what happened to, look what happened to Ben Affleck, right? Yeah. I mean, struggling with things in personal life as well. Yeah. But that sure didn't help. So no. every, it's like everybody involved needs this. The audience needs it. The studio needs it. The actors need it so that they can feel they did this story right and these characters right. If not, it's always going to feel like a chip on their shoulder. Always. Yeah. And you don't want that. You no. don't want that. No. And, you know, I, I got a good feeling that the, the Snyder Cut will be uh, – it may not be what everybody hopes it will be. But I'm pretty sure we're guaranteed it's going to be better than the Justice League movie that we got a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, need, like, it, needs, it already, needs to be. Technically, it's already better. <laughs> like, it's already, you know. But I, uh, I remember seeing that film in theaters, and I shared this on a pop, Popcorn Planet, but I remember seeing it because I had literally just got out of a show hosting for Warner Brothers for Injustice 2 for a tournament they were doing. And I forget okay. what city we were in. I'm pretty sure we were in Chicago for the finals. And it was on ESPN and everything. Are they and making I... the third game? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, do not, I do not officially know what's coming out okay. next for NetherRealm. Okay. I just know. 
that um, uh, they're supporting Mortal Kombat 11 longer than any game. Okay. And we just went through a console generation change, so I yeah. I wouldn't expect to hear any news of a new game from NetherRealm until the summer, if that. Right. But okay. Yeah, I mean, I would think they would be, yeah. <laughs> or something. Because yeah. look at because everybody everybody right. compares Man of Steel or uh, the evil Superman and Batman v Superman Justice or Donna Justice as. Injustice Superman, and then Zack Snyder even said, "Like, yeah, it's kind of you know inspired by Injustice Superman." He was like, well, "Everybody wants to see Injustice. They want to yeah. see Injustice on screen, right?" Superman right. kills the Joker because Joker tricks Superman into killing his own pregnant wife. Right. Holy fuck! Yeah. First scene, Superman kills Joker, and then you know it'd be it's 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 the story of tyranny. It's the story yeah. of how America can go to tyranny, and that's what Injustice is all about. It's because yeah. it's it's been so heartbroken. That it doesn't want anything else. Do to you go. think? It's do you great. think the the, the the studio would even try? Do you think the studio would allow this type of content to 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 be made in, into a film or series? I not, mean, it's pretty not heavy. With, not with Superman. Not today. Yeah. They'll bitch no, out. They'll bitch no, out. We we need a bright, shining Superman today. Yeah. Like just, just, just. You know. As a storyteller, but also trying to put myself in the shoes of an executive. Yeah. Right now, if I'm looking at a whole slate of films, and I have a choice to make a film that comes out that month and have it be a little bit more up, inspiring, and it can be, you yeah. know, it can be dark, but just you know, has yeah. a good message that people are going to gravitate to, or I can have a fuck you movie. I'm going to lean towards the happier stuff because we're in a real fucked up time right now. Right, right, and I right. see studios making those decisions monetarily, trying to have a beat on the culture. So if we're going to have right. a future Superman with Henry Cavill, I see it as like him fighting Brain Brainiac, saving the day. But then the reason, you know, the reason why studios are hesitant, or at least audience members are hesitant about Superman, is like, oh, he's boring, he's boring. I go, no, that's just lazy writing. You can yeah. put Superman in almost any situation, and it becomes captivating. Why? Exactly. Because everything around him is made of cardboard. Yeah, and if he has that power, and if he doesn't save it, everybody, is that an indictment on him? You know, there's so many yeah. facets of what oh, it means yeah. to be a god that can be explored yeah. that haven't been explored. I'm, I don't mean to be hijacking your show. I'm sorry, but I'll share one more. Oh, no, one no, more no. Um, no, this is the show. This is the show. We're just talking, dude. <laughs> yes, we got chat going. People are enjoying it. But yeah. the the story, whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow, by Alan Moore. Right. If there was to be like a send-off Superman film, it would be that film. Because yeah. that, that film is... That that story is beautiful. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with it. Oh, but, yeah, no. I, 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 you know, uh, at the I end, read Superman, the book and uh, have the animated movie. Because it's... um, Well, the, yeah, the book is... You know, they're interviewing Lois. Um... Like yeah. after the fact, after Superman's been gone, career-wise and whatnot, and Lois is married. With actually, a kid actually, and... no. I'm, I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of uh, All Star Superman. I think. Yeah, All Star is great, but the I'm Man of Tomorrow of film, the Man of Tomorrow film that just came out, it's a different story. That that one's okay. more of kind of like year one of Superman. This one is, it's about. It starts with Lois and Lois being interviewed, and right. um, she details like the final days of Superman. Right. Um. But then Maybe. you learn at the very end that, you know, he never really disappeared. He just gave up his powers. He's the guy that Lois is married to. He just has gray hair. 
like no nobody recognizes Superman because he has gray hair and glasses, but that's the big reveal at the end. And I go, oh fuck, that's so good. They they did kind of a snippet of it in the in the multiverse event on the CW show, the CW shows with Tom Welling Smallville, where he gave up his powers to raise his family. Okay, I just I just think that that would be. What what who's Superman now? Superman is the middle aged guy in his forties who's gonna help his yeah, neighbor get a cat sure. out of the tree, you know? It yeah. would just be so cool that to have something yeah. like that instead of he's gonna it's gonna be sixteen nine eleven he's gonna blow up buildings everywhere and then break Sot's neck, fuck you, Zot <laughs> Superman gonna throw a goddamn punch and Superman returns, he's gonna break somebody's neck in this film, goddammit. God, I can hear the echoes from Burbank now. <laughs> oh. Oh, I hope it's gonna be a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice, man. Yeah, I mean, they've, that's why, including myself in my twenties, didn't gravitate towards Man of Steel's because I was craving a Superman that I could. I was craving a Luke Skywalker. Right. I was craving a hero that, yeah, he's gonna have pitfalls and struggles, but watch him soar. You know, yeah, and we get a little bit of that at the end of Justice League. You can kind of see the glimpse of the return, the resurrected Superman. I believe in justice. Bam! Punch, you know, punch the which, face type shit. Which we probably will not get in the Zack Snyder version. We'll get him in a black suit. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to be on the floor laughing and giggling with Cyborg. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be in there. Uh, uh, but yeah. as long as it's good, man, and. You know, it was, I, I, at the end of Shazam, when uh, the uh, Kabil's body or somebody else in the suit showed up as a little cameo, and I, I thought that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Just kind of walking in, you know. Hey, I got a, I got a special guest today. Superman walked in. That was <laughs> yeah, fun. you know, I, what it, you think about it would have been better if if Cavill could have showed up, but they were going through all sorts of negotiations and bullshit and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, it's. I like Shazam. It was a fun movie. Shazam. I was not expecting it to be fun. I, yeah. I looked at that suit, and I again was dogging it in the trailers. I was like, Bleh. and then again, somebody said, "No, it's fun. Check it out." I'm like, "Really?" And then we, me and Lady Fatblood, watched it. We were like, "Dude, that was that was like legitimately a good time." Like I was not <laughs> like the best. The best part of the movie when the villain Mark Strong is like far away. Giving villain speech, <laughs> I will destroy you, Shazam. Yeah. It's so far away. Why? Shazam's like, can't, can't hear you. Yeah, <laughs> that I is mean, brilliant. It's I. I want a sequel to it. Well, but we're getting Black Adam, so you know, grow the threat, no, grow the universe. What do you I gotta... want with the Black Adam movie, and what you don't want with the Black Adam movie? I want the characters. They need to keep him as an anti-hero, though. Yeah, I want the, I want it to be complicated. Yes. I want yes. Shazam to be simple, and I want Black Adam to be complicated. This is why you're the Nerd Wars champ. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, with what they're trying to do with Hawkman and Hawkgirl and uh, the other characters that are involved... They're in that movie? Yeah, they've been cast. Oh. Um, stay, true, stay true to the characters from the comic books... But make sure that it adds the ne- the necessity of the complexity for today's modern audience. Right. And if you can sit down and sprinkle that in with the charm of Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I think you yeah. got a movie that's going to make a billion dollars. Um, yeah. But if you want to look for a representation of Black Adam that people like, um, 
I'm not saying it's, he is a super strong representation because there's a lot of characters in the game, but look at Injustice 2. Black Adam was like the strongest character in competitive, the competitive scene in the game first came out. Yeah. But just for Kondok, for Kondok, for Kondok. Fuck other nations. We've been screwed over too many times. I don't trust anybody else. I'm in it for me and my family and Kondok. And that's the type of Black Adam we need to see. Yeah. And yeah. I think that we're going to get that. We need to see, yeah. we need to see we get... Attitude Era Rock. Yeah, yes, yes. No. I want you know, as long as we get that gray in there, man. Yeah. You know. We don't God, I want Doctor Do- I want Doctor Fate to show up. I want Doctor Fate to show up. That'd be cool. Ooh, that would be pretty that would be cool. That would be if, dope. if there needs to be somebody that can peer through the multiverse and have a better understanding of what's happening, I would prefer yeah. a Doctor Fate character rather yeah. than a Michael Keaton Batman Returns. Oh, I, I love put Michael Keaton in every scene. I'm in. But just somebody that understands the mysticism era of it yeah. in the DC world, which would be yeah. comparable to like you know Doctor Strange. Or have Z- you or seen the? Uh, yeah, have you seen the uh, uh, the Justice League, uh, the Dark Justice films? Yes, the animate the animated yeah. ones. Those yeah. are good. Constantine man. and Zantana, the both Dude. voice actors do a great job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I no for. For no, sure, I see. actually, I'm okay. Like, I like the Constantine movie with Keanu Reeves. I, mm-hmm. I like it. But I thought Matt, I can't remember his name, Matt something. The gentleman that plays the, on the TV show? Yeah. And also did I the kinda, voiceover? Yeah. I kind of thought he, like, he looked and acted like the character a lot better, in my opinion. But if they want to make a movie and want to make money, they're going to cast Keanu Reeves again. <laughs> have, them both, have them both show up in the multiverse movie. No, shit. Movie. Yeah, have them both show up. Have them both, have them both solve a case together in the second yeah, act. Great. And, then they, and, they, and then it moves on to the next people. You could shoot it in a day. Yeah. The, the multiverse scene with the actor that plays Constantine in the TV show and also with Devil, or Lu, the guy from uh, Lucifer, was beautiful. They just grabbed the actor from Lucifer, said, hey, can you shoot with us for a half day? Great. We'll have you do it in this back alley. They did it. Worked perfectly in the story. Like, that's... Do you like That's this when show? magic happens when you have people working together like that. Do you like Lucifer? I haven't watched it, but I okay. I've liked everything people are I've seen. Recommending it to me without like, seeing an episode. Really? <laughs> yeah. What? I said it, I've liked everything I've seen without having seen an episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of like clips and the integration on the CD, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but people. I mean, but it, it was is, so it is, good. People it, wanted it back. Somebody in Netflix is like, get a goddamn season again of Lucifer. I want to see him naked. <laughs> Make sure he's green stuff all the time too. I want, I want the, I want the abs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is a DC property though. Yes, Lucifer's DC property. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Maybe that's why I'm getting people recommending it for me then to watch. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna. You know, the the actor seems so charming and charismatic, and I, I kind of like. You know, playing with a whole Judeo-Christian stuff here and there, as yeah. long as it's not too crazy. Um, right. You know, Con- I think Constantine. Constantine kind of is my limit of those elements being incorporated because it's right. still within the realm of mysticism and magic, yeah. and be it demons, angels, whatever. Yeah. Because that shit can hurt Superman, not just kryptonite. Yeah. You know, yeah. Superman is susceptible to magic as well, and that stuff's like, oh, because because yeah. I I always I I always thought it'd be more fascinating if like the magical realm opened up in response to Superman rather than Doomsday, you know, or, or, that would be interesting. or another alien. Interesting, interesting. That would be interesting. 
You think they would have did that already with bringing in some? Well, they kind of brought in. Um, uh, they brought in the chick from in Suicide Squad. What was her name? Enchantress. Yeah, it was Enchantress, right? Yeah, yeah. Was that the closest? The closest thing to bringing in a, a, a character with with magical powers? I think so. Yeah. I mean, okay. we have Enchantress, and now we have Shazam. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. June Moon. Yeah, Enchantress well, was magic. Well, you know, fingers crossed for the future of the DCEU. I mean, you know, we just, as long, we just want good movies. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you know, look at look at Joker. Yeah. I love that film. I still great. love that film. And you know, some great. of some of my favorite critics are like, "Oh, that film." It's like it's it's, it's taxi driver and think uh, yeah. of comedy all yeah. over it's again. Just, it doesn't bring Trump. anything new to the genre. <laughs> I'm like, okay, then Star Wars is just Flash Gordon, bro. If you're gonna have that same mentality, what the fuck? Yeah. Or, or people are so wrapped up in how they identify political machinations in media that if okay. they see that it's a white dude hurting, they go, "Oh, it's Trump! It's pro-Trump!" Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, the, why? Then why are people in Latin America wearing the the face paint and trying to take down their own government? You know, no, it's not. Please, yeah. please understand nuance here, okay? Can we please? <laughs> the acting is so good. The story is so good that even though I've seen, I saw the film four times in theaters, and I told all oh, my nice. friends. I was nice. bartending at the time. I dressed up as Joker on Halloween and walked oh, around Seattle. Shit. I had people like later. pulling over, taking photos. I had drunk guys going, "We live in a society." Out of their car when I'm walking around. I went to a club. I did the Joker <laughs> laugh on some on a guy's Instagram, and people were freaking the, the fuck down? out. Dude, it was one of the best Halloweens ever. I, that was here in Seattle. I, so I lived in L.A. for about 10 years, and I used to go to Jim Lee, the head of D.C. I'd go to his Halloween parties at his house. Great dude. Great parties. Dude, I he's met. My, he's my favorite art, uh, artist, man. Yeah. Dude, Hush, and, Hush is my favorite. Alex Ross. Hell yeah. Alex Ross follows yeah. me on Twitter. They both follow me on Twitter. I talk to Jim Lee here and there. Yeah, um, he's my favorite. Awesome. I'm, I trust yeah. his leadership. And his Halloween parties. Does a great job. <laughs> the... Uh, I remember the first time I went to his party. I didn't know I was going to his house. A friend of mine was inviting me. Yeah. And um, I was like, all right, I'm going to dress up as Venom. So I had a Venom oh. shirt and a leather jacket, and I had slick back hair as Eddie Brock. And I show up. I'm like, this is Jim Lee's house. This is DC. Fuck. Like, I thought that. But no, there were Jedis there. There were other people there dressed as other costumes. So it was okay. <laughs> okay. But the next year, I dressed up as uh, Red Hood, and Zachary Levi was there. He had just got cast as Shazam. And he's oh, a tall. Shit. I'm six foot two, so I'm usually taller than everybody else. But he was taller than me. I think he's like six four. Um, but he was drunk singing Newsies, walking down, <laughs> walking down Jimmy's patio, and we're talking. And he's just belting Newsies, and I shake his hand and congratulate him on being Shazam. And he doesn't even yeah, miss a beat. Yeah. He just looks at me and shakes, and he keeps singing. So you know, we're having a good time. Good time. So the, those are the people that I think of when I think of DC. Yeah. Um, and these characters are so strong, and so many creative people have done wonderful things with them in the past. Yeah. If there's something that really stands out to people that I can't recommend enough, it's the Harley Quinn animated show. It's, I dude, I put that in my queue. I got HBO Max. I put that oh, straight yeah. in there. I it's ten out of ten. It. It's made by it's made by Paul Dini and the other people that made the oh, animated series. Sweet. What's up, John? So, 
Just think yeah. about the people that made the animated series such a classic. Well, they're doing it for today's generation. And these yeah. jokes are so oh. good, bro. I mean, I, I still laugh. I still laugh. I'm just there because the it's curated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't um, recommend Harley Quinn enough. It's it's phenomenal. Um, So all the other DC shows on there, which one's your favorite? You got Doom Patrol. You got Titans. Is there one more? A Star Girl or something like that. Yeah, I haven't seen Star Girl. Okay. Doom Patrol. I've watched the first six episodes of the first season, and I okay. really like it. I just yeah. haven't had a chance to go back and finish it. But I've heard nothing but good things on the rest of season one and season two. Okay, so, for Doom Patrol. Okay. For Doom Patrol, yeah. Okay. Um. So that's another recommend for me. Did you see watch and Titans? I haven't watched Titans, and I'm I'm gonna be real upfront with everybody here. Okay. The reason why, um, I really wanted to play Dick Grayson, and I was campaigning a bit to audition for the role, had some ideas, and through my contacts, they're like, well, we like some of your ideas, let's maybe talk to the animation department, I was like, okay, cool, let's go down that route, and then I saw Titans and then the casting and stuff, I was like, fuck, I'm not going to get any movement on Nightwing Dick Grayson if they've already cast this guy and they're doing this show. So I was like, fuck, man, shit. My Dick Grayson was going to be taking down corrupt uh, pedophilia ring. Oh, shit. um, All right. Having, uh, he's, he's not talking to Bruce. I mean, they're not like fighting, fighting. He just, Dick's trying to find his own way. But he's struggling with how he was raised. And, looking at your childhood when you're in your thirties compared to when you're a child and his parent, you know, the trauma and suffering and then dealing with that with men that are now in their thirties that were abused and them coming to Dick Grayson saying, I don't know what to do. This happened years ago. And so it's like him trying to work outside of the system to try to get justice for these people. It's a bit of, um, interesting. what's that film that, uh, Ben Affleck directed, uh, gone, baby gone. It was right, like right. gone, baby gone type gritty oh. shit. Okay. Um, yeah. And, you know, Dick's oh. like pissed at Bruce and other billionaires that could have done more. And yeah. they haven't, you know, beating up criminals isn't the way. So that was, that's where I was going with it. DC had, their, had other ideas, uh, which is fine. Cause yeah. what happens is you take some of the ideas that you like. Yeah. You see if you can change the character's name. You see if you can change some of the scenarios. Right. And I right, did. Right. And so now I'm working on a pitch for the question. Which is oh, a DC shit. character. Yeah, which Ew. is old school DC. And, yeah. you know, he's still fighting white collar criminals, but he's using shamanistic psychedelics for yeah. truth serums. And he's able to see shit through the multiverse to investigate crimes and to take down these white collar masters. Be, that would be kind of cool, man. So that I talked, I, cool. I met, I reached out to Jim Lee. I said, Jim, I have the pitch ready whenever you're ready. And he said, okay. you know, what character, what city? I said, Hub City, the question. Okay. And he's supposed to get back to me whenever after he talks to the DC folks. Who knows when that will be, but yeah. that's one of the things that I have in the fire that I'm trying to get made. And I have a trailer that I want to make and all this shit. Nice. Even if it doesn't get made and I can't do it, keeping yeah. that fire alive helps me be yeah. a better storyteller. You know? So yeah. there's an exclusive for you. Do it, brother. I support you. 
<laughs> Thanks. Dojo Army support. It sounds cool, dude. It but you know what's awesome funny in this question, business man. now is that you know having a spec script's really important. But yeah. what they also look at is how many Twitter followers you have, how many YouTube subscribers you have. I'm like, shouldn't the story come first? And it should. Yeah. But in other cases, they're looking at that shit too. You know. Wow. So that's how it works. That's the name of the well, game. Keep, keep fighting a good fight, my brother. Oh, thank you, man. Well, thank you for having opportunities like this to share some time with your wonderful audience and to yeah, grow this yeah. together. You know? Oh, we're not done, bro. We got oh, like 10 oh, more we're just, hours. We're just saying, we're just saying hi. And, ten, and ten, 10 more hours. No, I'm kidding. 10 shits. I was, getting ready to, shit. I was actually oh, getting ready to wrap cream. it up. <laughs> I was actually getting ready to wrap it up. Uh, well, we want to yeah, check like, back and uh, chat one more time and see if there are any other questions or thoughts on the films. Yeah. Let's throw that out there. Yeah, people are saying Harley Quinn shows hilarious. Alan one two three. Yeah, I, I Clayface is amazing. He's played by Alan Tudyk. Oh shit, Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk plays Clayface and the Joker, and I had no idea he played both characters until after no season two. He's way, that good as the Joker. Dude. Yeah. Wow. Because he's also in Doom Patrol. And oh he shit. Played, he plays somebody in Doom Patrol. It's like, wow, he kind of sounds like the Joker from Harley <laughs> Quinn. Does he? No fucking way. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. He's, it's like Alan cool. Tudyk got a contract to build the DC universe. <laughs> I HBO know. Apparently. Max. Yeah. 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 The Boys. Kid Falbo mentioned The Boys. That's a great show. I've seen. Both, I love it. Uh, love that show. Both love seasons. It. Yeah. I enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I gotta I gotta wrap it up. Don't go anywhere though when we end the stream. Sure, sure. Uh, thanks again, chat, the movie dojo army, the badasses. Thanks for coming out and hanging out with us tonight on the newest. Is it really that bad episode? Uh, Pandorum and underwater survived. Uh, Joshua Gray uh, put his put his stamp on it. He uh, recommends uh, you guys check out the movies as well. Thanks again for the likes, the shares, and if you're new here, thanks for subscribing. Uh, and uh, stay tuned. Uh, me and Josh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit later. We'll we'll, we'll be doing future episodes for sure. <laughs> this was Promise. too much fun, man. You, <laughs> you had me crying tonight. I was literally Good. crying. I had to take Mission a glass off, laughing so hard, laughing so hard. So uh, this film needs more goddamn tears for people. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to Mr. Joshua Gray's channel. Yeah. We'll call it the whole door maneuver, then we'll have the guy from Lord of the Rings mention in the third movie. They'll be like, no, it's a one in a million shot. That's the biggest thing it says. God damn it, man. Who the fuck approved this shit, dude? <sighs> Accountability. Uh, somebody oh asked God, in the chat, dude. what film's more entertaining between the two? I said they're both wonderful and entertaining, man. Yeah. Just pick one per night. Yeah. Pick one per night. Yeah. But um, uh, thanks again, guys, for hanging out. And uh, Josh, we'll be doing this again. And uh, don't forget, guys, tomorrow it's post-apocalyptic day. Ooh. Head over to Mr. Tony of the Dead's channel at 3 p.m. Me and him are going to be discussing... Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome is it really that bad? And then that same night, a little bit later tonight, come back to my channel at 6 p.m. Pacific time, and uh, we're continuing post-apocalyptic day, and we're going to talk about a movie uh, called Damnation Alley. Yes, I've never seen this, but uh, is it really that bad? So come hang out tomorrow. We'll see you guys then. Peace out. Have a good one.